Castrol is a film podcast filled with dubious opinions, plot spoilers, and a healthy sprinkling of bad language. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome Castrol. Thanks for listening. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up ahead of this episode. We noticed after recording that one of the microphones wasn't quite set up properly. So some of the audio on this might be a little hit or miss. Obviously, this is very new to us and we're just getting going. The next couple of episodes, the audio improves a lot. So please give us a go and stick with us, okay? Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Castorop, the podcast that each week aims to serve you up a delicious recasting of your favourite films. I'm Jim, and joining me at the stove each week are my two co-hosts, Nick and Sam. Hello, hi. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Why don't you start off by you two just introducing yourself, maybe give us your favourite film this week. Good question. Wait, this week? Well, or favourite film ever? But just for this episode, tell us what your, tell your, your favourite film of all time is. Well, okay. Well, hi, I'm Sam. Um... We are in my kitchen at the moment, Very which nice is kitchen, which, which is lovely, you know, state of the art as <laughs> ever. I like a lot of films. I'm probably the filmiest of the three. Is that safe to say? I think we'll find out. I oh, think that's you a good are point. from what we've yeah. spoken so far. I think you yeah. will be. It's, it's definitely not. Jim, though, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I'm the least filthy person ever. I can tell you why it's not Jim, because the other day when he said, he texted us, when he WhatsApped us saying, hang on a minute, boys, uh, the mummy, tomb of the dragon, <laughs> <laughs> dragon emperor is yeah. on ITVS or something. <laughs> Just wondering, lads, you checking in. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, oh, that is the worst one. Yeah, that's not my favourite film of all time, definitely. Shame. Um, yeah, my favourite film. Uh, right, so this is this is always a, um, an area of controversy and people make fun of me. My favourite film is actually six films and it is the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Hobbit trilogy. Oh, okay. And that nice. is... That's a bit of a cheat. It's a bit of a cheat. A bit of a cheat. Pick one. Uh, okay, uh, The Two Towers. Oh, good choice. Which, is, not, which, choice. which everyone's like, really? But mm. it's, it's definitely not Return of the King, which I love and is really strong. Yeah. The Fellowship... I think probably is the best film. Uh, I mean, you know, being the first one and being so brilliant. But Return of the King, I'm uh, sorry, The Two Towers, that um, that Helm's Deep battle sequence is enough. That's mm. just, it's so good. And um, I actually know and work with one of the extras that was in that battle. He played one of the Urukai. Oh, really? And yeah, he just said like filming it was just so much fun. And I was going to say, you've got to be gutted not to have been cast in that. <laughs> <laughs> Surely. Well, I mean, when it came out, I was probably a, about 15. Okay. So, not as don't go working out my um, age, everyone, that's <laughs> listening to this now, because I'm old. Not um, as dwarven or like, I, I mean, I, do, I have cultivated the, the dwarven look, yeah. <laughs> I am definitely made for sprinting, and, you know, not sprinting far. Um, yeah, but no, that, yeah, Lord of the Rings, that is just the, and you know what, it's, it's going to be difficult for you guys, because it's not even up for debate. They're the best films ever made. Don't know about that. Script adaptation, props, like miniatures, like just everything. It's they are the best films, like hands down. And they don't need recasting, so we'll never be doing them on the podcast. <laughs> oh, we're doing that. We're definitely doing. I mean, oh, no. no chance. I'm not sitting through a director's cut of one of the Lord of the Rings films <laughs> to then sit there and go, 
I don't know. Well, you can't. You have to sit through like all 12 and a half hours of all three director's cuts, right? That's the thing, right? It's all well and good. Oh, yeah. To get, to get yeah, a recast on those films, you would need to watch the lot. Because exactly. if you're going to recast the first one, that recasting may not work for the third one. They're a big commitment, though, Sam. That's my only thing with, with those epics. Is, and they're of a, of a very particular genre, right? They're high fantasy. You have to be into that shit to begin with. And you have to be willing to commit... Like you said, twelve hours of your life right, all in. Okay. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm all in for commitment. Best film of all time? I don't know about that. They're great fantasy. Uh, I mean, films. right? This podcast is done. <laughs> the, right. the casserole's burnt on the stove. Right? It's, it's done. Right? Come on, Nick. What's yours then? Uh, I don't think I can say. I don't think I have a favourite film of all time. I think what we're going to recast today when I was growing up would have been a very, very big yeah, contender. Yeah, that's... That. It's, it's in my top really 10, 100%. Amazing. It's, it's, it's great. What I can say is, um, given that we're recording on Halloween, we're not recasting a particular kind of Halloween-y horror film, but given yeah. that we're recording on Halloween, there's lots of horror halloween films that have been on recently. Um, so a couple that I've watched and I've really enjoyed, I don't know if you guys have seen it, one is called Talk To Me. It's an Australian horror film. Very, very good. It's kind of a really cool modern take around kind of demonic possession and all that kind of stuff. Great effects, super creepy. Uh, I mean, I am. You'll, you'll be shocked to know, Nick. I've never heard of that film. <laughs> Guys, check it out. It's on Netflix. Really enjoyed it. And then the other one I watched is um, a film with Scarlett Johansson called Under the Skin. I think it's called. You guys heard of that one? No. It's a very arty, very kind of weird film. Scarlett Johansson plays like some kind of alien creature. It's the weirdest setting to see a, a really big actor like Scarlett Johansson. She's prowling the streets of Glasgow, <laughs> hunting for single men to base. She's kind of like an alien Black Widow. She like takes them home. It's a bit like and, Species. Like, their like song. do you remember Species? It's not dissimilar. Oh, yeah. Well, that's Imagine a, Species that's set a in Glasgow. It's bizarre. It's species. Very <laughs> Channel five, ten o'clock on Friday. You seem like an alien. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah, I really well, I mean, uh, do I know what? I mean, maybe I'm not the, the, the most cinephile person in this podcast saying, because I haven't seen either of those. Oh, Although, having said that, I'm actually a massive wuss when it comes to films. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, like, okay. terrified. I am, I'm the same. Horror. Oh, yeah. I won't go near a horror film. Right, there really? we are. I'm all in. Scary. Well, same same, same with video games, yeah. films. I will really? not go near a horror. Yeah. I'm a huge... I'm not all for kind of like gore fest, right? Like <clears throat> no. I feel like that's a bit. It's not always necessary, but the films that really get under your skin, so to speak, the oh, films well. that really unsettle you, really kind of psychological horror. I'm all in on those ones. So maybe we'll be able to recast. Mm-hmm. I can persuade you to watch some of those. To recast. Them. I mean, it's going to take a lot of persuading. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have PTSD on the maybe, <laughs> on the podcast. Maybe, yeah. a, maybe a lot of beer. This will just be therapy. <laughs> yeah. Probably a lot of beer to go along with it. You know, it's going to take it's going to take a bit to get me to watch one of them. <laughs> So, what about you, man? What's well, your favourite film? I'm kind of the same as Nick. I don't really have a favourite film. Well, this is a good question to start with. Yeah. Because <laughs> really... I don't know. I'm one of them I'm really hard to please when it comes to a film. I'm, I, I'm more of a easy watch kind of guy. So, yeah. chuck me a trashy action film. I can guarantee I'm going to sit there and love it. Just put it out there. Would The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon, <laughs> Emperor be up there with the best? With... 
I've, we probably never, need to. I've, I've, we, I've not, I haven't watched it. <laughs> you didn't watch it. I didn't watch it because so, I was busy. I was watching. Don't <laughs> so so trying to get us to fucking watch it. I was pointing out that it was on TV. <laughs> so yeah, we should probably clarify, right? So uh, Jim messaged us a couple of days ago, just being like, "Oh, uh, Mummy Three, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor's on TV. Are you guys going to check it out?" And obviously, Nick and I, having seen this film, it was a resounding no. We are not going to be watching this film. And. Um, and like you were like, oh, I haven't watched it, and I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't. Like, I mean, I don't want to so throw. I, so I didn't watch it. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, glow, that glowing review from you too. I was like, well, I better not watch it. Yeah, I don't want to throw shade at films, but I mean, it it it's not the best. I think in the end we watched maybe Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> well. <laughs> And where no. do we go from there? I feel like we've now lost all our listeners. <laughs> so, we needed to find a film for our, for our lad to watch. Yeah. And it was, well, Mummy or Alvin the Chipmunks. Yeah. And it's like, well, there's no, there's no contender really, is there? Yeah. It's Alvin and the Chipmunks. And well, I mean, we have all got kids. So, to, to be fair, a lot of times if we say, what well, if we watch this week? Mm. It'll be Trolls 2. Yeah, yeah all that stuff. Which, which you know, can um, be, you know, they, those, they can, they be, can be good. They can be good stuff. A lot of time, sounds great. It's a lot of trash. Right. But so, actually, why are we here, guys? Wow. Good question. Why are we here? Because Very. apparently, some of us love films. Some of us not so <laughs> some much. Us, <laughs> some of us are on the wrong podcast. <laughs> apparently, some of us are just here for the ride. Just wandered in. <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, but I've watched a lot of films where um, there's, there's either been a particular role. Where I thought, oh, what would it be like if a different actor was playing that role? Or even, it's kind of more extreme, what would this film be like if it had completely different cast from the ground up? And I think that's kind of like leading what we want to do here. Isn't so it? Have, you, have you thought, I'd quite like to cast a role in that film? Mm-hmm. Oh, kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, I shouldn't have laughed. You shouldn't have laughed. You've got, you've well, got right. your, no one else will. Oh, you've got your cheap laugh. Yeah. Maybe Son it's a it. good time to point out as well that in terms of the castorol pun, was literally a name that we thought of for the podcast. At no point in this sort of concept did we think that we'd introduce cooking or yeah. food. But now we have to squeeze this metaphor <laughs> it's every it's hour. Yeah. We are going to sprinkle it with a bit of humour and we're going to chop up some... Body parts. I don't know. <laughs> Adam's the broth that is the script of yeah. life. I mean, I quite like cooking. You guys, I mean, you, you're rubbish on films. Are you good at cooking? Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a recipe in front of me. I'm alright right in the kitchen. Oh, there we are. Well, that's good. I mean, thanks for pointing out that whatever I've written down here is worth <laughs> fuck all considering my, my opinions on films. Brilliant. Um, you know, you've, 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 you've got fuck something. Fuck it. I'm going to recast Sam Neill as Barney the Dinosaur. Done. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've given you've given some away there, haven't you? And with that spoiler, oh, should we introduce the very first film in the very first episode that we are going to create a delicious, tasty casserole? Yeah, we, we, we've gone big, haven't we? We've, we've, I don't know what made us think let's go for this one, but we're, we're going for Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> 30, Thirty years old this year. It's, this is it's been. A, it's very close. The second part of our childhood. We, mm. we were probably, well, we were all six, seven years old when this film came out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Watched it numerous numerous times. It's, yeah. It's, in a word, it's just an iconic film, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's classic. And I think, I think probably, as Nick pointed out earlier about, you know, thinking about, like, oh, what would a different person be in this? I don't think, we've, we've picked 
we've picked kind of one that obviously is classic and iconic, um, but we've picked ones where the, the casting was brilliant. Yeah. Oh, we're not. Really, we're not even it. saying that we're definitely going to do it better. Yeah. It's, no, it's, oh, it's, yeah, worse. This is, this is, yeah, most people are going to get very offended at what we pick. I think <laughs> the film that we make is not going to have spawned like it's not, five. It's sequels. It's not going to be the billion dollar franchise <laughs> that, when, we, when we're no. done with it. It might be like a B movie straight to the yes. Yeah. But I, I think pound bargain bucket in pound pound shop. You know. Well, I mean exactly. But I think I think it's a it's it's a good one for us to start with because one. It's not like a controversial film. Like I think most people who've seen it mm. like it. Mm. I think yeah, most I people say a bad word about exactly. Film. And yeah. I think I think again, you, you know, the, the casting was good. It's not like overly like political that we've got to be worried about anything yeah. like that. It's yeah. just a really good film with a really good cast. But what if you know? Because you know some of some of the roles. I, you know, for the for the ones that I've picked, could mm. be could be really interesting. Yeah, and actually, we probably should caveat right now that there is there is sort of a loose kind of framework for how we're recasting these films, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. very loose. We've taken the the cast now for for certain films that might be a cast of like four or five because it, you know it's, a, it's less of a cast yeah. or there's more main actors and then it's sort of supporting. Obviously, with Jurassic Park, we were looking at it and and I think what have we gone with eleven. About 12, I think. About, 12, 12, yeah. 12, 12, yeah. 12, yeah. So we've got the vast majority of like the bigger casted yeah. roles, haven't we? I think in terms of timing, we had to sacrifice a couple of the, yeah. the smaller parts. And maybe if anyone's thought of anyone for those slightly smaller parts, we can throw them in. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, let yeah. us know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and each of us, you know, we, we then divvied up the cast and each of us then thought about who we might have in those roles. And we kind of thought, you know, who would be our pick if we were going to pick this purely on like who we really like or who we think would be quirky in the role or who would make it their own. But then also, if if that one's kind of a bit out of left field, then we could also pick what we've called like our Hollywood pick. So what we think, you know, sort of the big producers would pick, you know, are yeah. they, you know, the, the ones that are going to make bank, yeah. you know. So if there's a chance, you know, Dwayne Johnson, he'll be in a role, right? Because he's like the highest person. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker will be anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he'll be the triceratops at the beginning. <laughs> um, and, then, and then our final pick, if like we don't always have to have three, but then we could have like what we call like our joke pick or a dark horse pick or like mm. one that's really out there or, you know, maybe changes the... The, the gender or the, you know, ethnicity or something that we just think would be, like, really different. A spicy meatball, if you would. Oh, oh. Just a pepper in of pepper, I guess. Keep <laughs> <laughs> so, squeezing that metaphor. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why don't we talk about our earliest memories of the film? Oh, nice. Yeah. It's a 30-year-old film. We were all both quite, we were all quite young when it came out. Would, did, would you have watched it when you were seven? Or would you, would it, is this one you would have come to a few years later? Yeah, so I... I saw it at the cinema. I definitely did see it at the cinema, um, which that probably just shows back then, back in the early 90s. I can't imagine. It was probably like... I think it might have been rated a PG. Really? Yeah. Well, do you remember they they used to have like a 12A, didn't they? Yeah, that didn't come in until... I think 12As didn't come in until post-2000. So they snuck this in as a PG... I think it's, it's definitely not PG. It's definitely no. Not. No, I mean people get well, heavy parental guidance. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, like I, I could be wrong, but I, I think when it was released in 1993, I think it might have been a PG. Mm. I'm pretty sure it was. And if you think about it in terms of the mass market that they needed to sell this film to, yeah. kids, the toys, the marketing, well, exactly. everything, it had to be. So yeah, so so there was no, no, no way parents back then were going, oh yeah, 
go watch this 15 rated film. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> and so that's. buy you all the toys attached to it. That's the thing. So, uh, so my, my two memories are I did see it at the cinema. I don't really remember being scared. I'm more scared of it watching it now. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it, I think at the time I was like, cool dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, yeah, I just, I had all the toys. I was that kid that had Did all you? the toys from all the films. Did you have the Jeep? The Jeep I, was the best I had the Jeep. Yeah. I had the Jeep. And I had like the T-Rex that, you know, when you like hit its feet on the floor, it would go. Oh, sick. And like when you squeezed its side, it would do the. That's terrible. No. That's more of a <laughs> raptor, right? That's more of a raptor. <laughs> no one can make that noise, though. What, what the T-Rex? No, that is, that is that no. try make and I think they made, I don't know if anyone else is planning to talk about this, but how they made a lot of the dinosaurs sound effects and calls. I've not got that in my notes. That kind of thing. No. So the sound engineers mix a lot of like real life animal noises yeah so the t-rex is like a mixture of like fuck knows what like a rhino i think it's a lion i think it's got a lion in there yeah yeah. they're all mixed in together to create like the ultimate dinosaur Mm -hmm. rule yeah yeah because obviously we don't know actually what they're saying it might have been like yeah (laughs) 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 like just a creaky door that's like halloween right it's just a creaky door (laughs) saying the t-rex is coming It's not gonna have the same ring to it, is it? <laughs> I do know. I mean, maybe we should keep this for 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 you know our fact corner later on. Mm. But I do know that that whole thing, vision based on movement, has never been a thing. They never thought that. They took a lot of liberties with yeah. the um, so-called science yeah. biology of this, didn't they? If I'm they sorry like, if that's ah, sorry if that's crushing anybody's <laughs> memories of the film. So you mean to say, if there was a T-Rex chasing me and I stayed still, that's not going to help? It no. still fuck me up. And and if you ran, it would Still also fuck you. Up. Isn't it also, isn't it also right that the Velociraptor as well was, was actually isn't it was believed to be nowhere near. The yeah, it's size tiny. It's like the size of a tiny, turkey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when he says, "Oh, it looks like a big turkey," that's probably the most accurate line in the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. Nice. I've got. Uh, yeah, this was a massive film for me growing up. It was one of those. I think this and Home Alone Two, I had on VHS. And it just got watched repeatedly, sometimes daily. I absolutely rinsed this film as a kid. But my, my sort of defining memory of it isn't the film. <clears throat> it is the actual physical cassette of the VHS. Yeah, the black. In the house, the black yeah. with the, the red and black logo, the white Jurassic Park. And um, in my house, we had two cats growing up. And Jurassic really, and Park? Sadly not. No. <laughs> no. Bruno and Tyson. Oh, no. And uh, there's only two things my cats were scared of growing up. One was the vacuum cleaner. Right, classic. And the other one was the cassette for the VHS of <laughs> Jurassic Park. Any other video cassette you would get out and put it on the carpet or something, we couldn't give a shit. Get Jurassic Park out, they just they left the room immediately. They did not like it. There was something about it. So yeah, that was my kind of childhood memory. And then um, kind of as an adult, the defining thing about this movie for me is that the music theme from this film is what my wife walked down the aisle to. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love the music from this film and we'll talk about the scoring from John Williams, I'm sure. Well, actually, that's that's one of the bits. Yeah, and it's interesting you said um, Home Alone 2, actually, because John Mm. Williams did Home Alone films as well. And there's so many, like, if you listen to the two scores, they're so similar. Mm. Like, some of the audio signatures are really similar. And it's interesting you said that. Uh, my wife and I walked down the aisle to... Um... Hang on, hang on. Lord of the Rings. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, yeah. The 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 song at the end of uh, the Return of the King, oh, yeah, Into the West yeah. by Annie Lennox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without the lyrics, just like the music from it. Okay, nice. Um, but yeah, so there you are. And um, and we walked out of the church to Indiana Jones's. Yeah. So. Also, John Williams. Exactly. Or John Williams. Yeah. Yeah. So many good film soundtracks. So Jim, earliest memories. Well, you watched it for the first time last week, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it de- I definitely didn't go and watch it in the cinema. I know for a fact I would have done that. I imagine it would have, my first time watching it would have probably been on the VHS at home, probably yeah. got it for Christmas, but I would have just been nagging my parents to buy it for me. Mm. And like me, would rack the absolute shit out of that VHS because I just remember it being a huge thing for me in primary school. Always wanted the toys, never getting the toys. Mates had the toys. Go around, go around their house and play, you know, play with the toys. Mm. It was, it was just huge. It was all like, all yeah, like yeah. and it's dinosaurs. What's not to love about dinosaurs when you're yeah. a kid? And it's done so well. It oh. is done so well. Should we give a little summary of for anyone that's like been in a cupboard for the last thirty years, or maybe you know what a VHS is? <laughs> I feel like that's what we need to explain. But also just like the premise of the film. Yeah, right. Yeah, there might be you know some younger people. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So if if you haven't if you haven't seen it, yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously it spawned like you know a hundred spin-offs and sequels. It it spanned like TV series, one okay spin-off, one barely passable, and then three really bad new ones. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. Nick, why don't you uh, you you, you've got the older synopsis up there? Why don't you uh, take us through it? Okay, so the film is set on the fictional island of Isla Nublar. I think it's Issa Nublar. Oh, thank you. Issa, yeah. Issa Nublar, okay. Good start. Good start. Thanks very much. Off Central (laughs) America's Pacific Coast near Costa Rica, where a wealthy businessman, John Hammond, and a team of genetic scientists have created a wildlife park of de-extinct dinosaurs. When industrial sabotage leads to a catastrophic shutdown of the park's power facilities and security precautions, a small group of visitors including Hammond's grandchildren, struggle to survive and escape the now perilous island. Screams kid film, that, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, Screams it, kids film. industrial espionage is, or is, was it sabotage? Industrial sabotage. Struggles to survive yeah. the island. Yeah. Screams kids film, doesn't it? I, I love it. I mean, it, I mean that is obviously... <laughs> they were, they were. A lot of these films are going to be from the 90s, right? We're, we're going to do a lot. The thing is, this is obviously based on um, the book by um, Michael Crichton, Amazingly, they were studios were bidding for the rights to this film, to the rights to the book, before the book had even been published. So presumably, Brighton uh, was like hot shit. He was on, he was on for a winner. I do know his money. name. I swear I know his name from other Oh, he's stuff done, like, well. yeah, loads and loads. Yeah. He's done, um, he did like, one adventure book where humans get like shrunk down to the size of ants and have to like combat insects. And, and is, that, is that funny, I shrunk the kid? No. <laughs> so maybe that stopped this from happening. No, like, like you basically imagine Jurassic Park, but they go. Did, 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 did you ever see one where one shot grew and grew and grew? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and obviously, yeah, here we are. Um, directed by Spielberg through Universal <sighs> Studios, yeah. just turned into like the absolute mammoth film that we know and love today. And it, I mean, it was just it was just perfect, wasn't it? I mean, like like every, every kid. I mean. Not every kid, but loads of kids love dinosaurs, and and the idea that dinosaurs are back alive. And I think what was really interesting about that first one is it didn't show you 
loads of kids running around a park seeing dinosaurs, yeah. which which was interesting to then see in, in like later films and like the newer ones, seeing what it would actually be like as a functional park. Mm. Um, that was Spoiler interesting. Alert. Not very good. Well, I mean, <laughs> elements of it were okay, but yeah, running in high heels wasn't one of them. Anyway, um, <laughs> but like that idea that like it was so tantalizingly close, it's almost the showing you what you could have got if it had worked. Yeah, exactly. which is something I obviously didn't appreciate when I was a kid. But now yeah. I watch it, I'm like that sort of longing for like, oh, if they really did do that and it did work and what you could did get like, to see feel it, like, yeah, like, like it's incredible, isn't it? Because I mean, even us, like I mean, we're we're in you know rainy old England. And, um, you know, we, we have, you know, zoos which have certain animals in, whatever your, you know, feelings on animals in zoos. I don't want to get into that. But, you know, when you do get to go and see some of these animals up close and in, in person, it is even like for like, you know, a rhino or an elephant or something. Mm. You're like, wow, those things are There's crazy. something incredible about it. Yeah. It? Like it's real life, but it's bigger than that yeah. somehow. And, yeah. And so to see such iconic things that have been dead for so long, it, I think it taps into everyone's kind of like... Mystique. I think as well, this is such a classic Spielberg picture. I think if in its sort of like purest form, it's a really simple sequence of really effective set pieces. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like there's yeah. so some of them are so simple and I think he really takes time on like the the things that maybe other directors would have would have thought Tack on a load of shit. Yeah, or like wouldn't even needed like the, the times when they're going through in the jeep and the yeah. chit chat in the jeep, like a lot of the exposition and stuff. It's just really effective, simple filming. So even though they're just in a jeep chatting, you can still get a sense of the atmosphere in the, around not not just the jeep but the island. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and you don't see a dinosaur for what like at least half an hour, forty five minutes. Yeah. You don't see one, and yeah. I mean, I mean that is obviously like a classic kind of film trope back in the day, which mm. has kind of been lost a bit. You know, yeah, that whole has, thing of like, not, you know, I mean, you know, we're not going to spoil, we don't know what films we might do in the future, but like, like Alien, you don't see the Alien mm. for so long and that makes it so much scarier. Yeah, because your like, mind is always exactly. going to do something more powerful. And so the fact you don't see dinosaurs and then when you do, you see them and they're kind of cool, but it's not obviously like the T-Rex, it's not the raptor and stuff. Well, it's, it's things like that which add to like the, the horror elements of this film. But they don't. You don't see the Velociraptor until the last third of the film. Yeah. But you've already heard it twice. Once right at the beginning, mm. and then when they actually go past the paddock and feed it, and you, you know, all you do is you see a rustle and you hear a noise. And you think, oh, what the fuck's that going to look like? Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. it gets. It keeps you keeps you guessing. When you when it reveals, you go, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, I think if, I think Ellie, Ellie Sadler had the top had the. But chance you would probably have said, oh, "Fucking hell, what's that?" Yeah, <laughs> in a mild sort of Cockney accent like that. Like, fucking hell! What the fuck's this? What have you brought down here? What the? Right, I'm not sure where it went with that accent. <laughs> it was squeaky. It was. It was. He found something. He found something. He ran with it. Yeah, he did. Recasting. So, yeah. Yes. Um, well, I think actually awesome. the, the only place to start, I think, is we should start with Hammond because for me, cool. Hammond is the start of this entire film. Right? He's the basis. He sets everything up. He's the person that's set up for the park. Do you know what I mean? He's kind of everything stems from Hammond for me. I feel like that's a good place to start. It's good. I mean, he I'm is... not. I'm not against it. <clears throat> I'll start with Hammond then. Okay. So I've got Hammond. So originally, obviously played by Richard Attenborough, and like right off the bat. Don't recast it. He's fucking great. He's great. Yeah, he's super great. <laughs> right? And I mean, he is the brother of David Attenborough, 
And so he's got that that gravitas that we all know and love. And like him talking about these animals and stuff, it it's I know it's really similar to like hearing it almost for me when I was like because even when I was a kid, you know, you always know those Attenborough specials and you yeah. watched them. And so like it was weird, like it almost made what he was talking about when he was talking about dinosaurs feel like real. Mm. Like your mind was like, oh, I, I know that kind of similar voice and that name talking about like di- like lions and tigers out in the wild. Yeah. And it's now talking about like dinosaurs in the park. <laughs> and it was like, oh, that's like really realistic, really believable. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he is, he's obviously brilliant. Um, you know, sadly passed away and would obviously be like way too old to, to play it anymore. And, you know, this is, this is all going to be really, boring and really quick podcast if we just say keep the same actor David's, so, David's still going there so he is you know, you get him in just yeah. up, up three as well exactly so. yeah let's wrap him in cotton wool we can't lose him <laughs> um, let's get that band to 100 so my my pick my like personal one is kind of a bit changing it up uh-huh. the one I've done for my Hollywood one which I'll get into I feel is a little bit like um casting somebody that they think could do a similar job to Attenborough. Yeah. So I didn't want that to be my pick. I want mine to be a bit different. And I've gone with Ken Watanabe. Nice. So Ken Watanabe, Jim, for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he's the guy in um, Inception, the, the the Asian gentleman that they're trying to, um, that, that is, that's got the company, Sato, I think his name is. Yeah. And he's. Have you seen Inception? No, I, I, I was trying to, think, trying to think of the. Yes, I've seen Inception. So he's, yeah, he's the guy. I like The Last Samurai. The Last Samurai. He's. I've seen it like once a long, long right, time okay. ago. Okay. So he's done a lot of stuff. So that is a really bad he's the guy. Story. He's the guy in Inception that's getting Cole back into the country. Like he's right. the guy that it, like, they're doing the job yes. for. Yes. Okay. Okay. But he's like basically the thing with Hammond that I think is really key, and this will come up with with sort of the three picks I've gone with, is he's got to be like really energetic and really enthusiastic and like boundless energy and has that feeling of he is going forward whether it's the right decision or not Mm. but he is gonna take that path and i think watanabe Mm. has that kind of that that presence about him yeah but at the end of the day you can't just have somebody that is not likable like he's got to be likable and ultimately in the end redeemable and I think that 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 casting would really kind of, you know, sum that up. That's the thing about Hammond, right? Ultimately, a lot of people die under his <coughs> kind of watch. He's set up this park, and it's all gone to itself. A lot of people die, but even at the end, when they're helicoptering off the island, you're still like, "Hey, lovely old guy." Yeah, and you can't be too mad at him. He's a sweet old guy, and you almost feel sorry for him because he's lost everything, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's my kind of pick. Changed it up a bit. I think he would add his own spin on it. Um, obviously, might affect the the casting of the the grandchildren later on. But <laughs> if if he wasn't going to be the guy, um, if if they thought that it was changing up too much, or he wasn't available, or whatever. Um, my Hollywood pick, which I think is is is, I don't want to say it's like an easy choice, but I think Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, that's I mean, going to be an obvious yeah. choice, wasn't it? It is an obvious choice, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're quite similar. Big time Hollywood pick, I think. Yeah, I mean, and he uh, he he would be bank. And he, mm-hmm. and he would do it great. Yeah. He, he would have that gravitas, and he would have that slight... I think he would take it in a slightly different direction. I think he would take it darker. And uh, that film, the film would not be the, the same film with Anthony Hopkins-led 
Yeah, He's got a little bit more gravitas about him, isn't he? And like you said, like, a bit more maniacal, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I think, I think he would kind of take that like Hammond would not be the lovable old man. In that it, film. Right? Yeah, yeah. You, you would you, at the end of that film, you wouldn't be thinking. Oh, you'd be thinking, good. Fucking yeah. deserve like the prick. Yeah, you are going to be sued <laughs> like a mother. And my final pick, which is kind of my joke pick, I always. I'm going to try and get this guy. It's in, the picks that always, it's always a good sign when he starts to chuckle first. It's going to be Michael Caine, right? <laughs> he did say you could try to get Michael Caine into every film that yeah. he cast. And I mean, it's it's an old guy, right? <laughs> it, that's, that was it. That was my only thing. Not that Michael Caine's a bad actor. I, I love Michael Caine. Would I, he be peak Michael Caine? He would he'd be like... Uh, <laughs> please, please. Go on, please. He'd be like Alfred, right? He'd be like, we're Bruce. <laughs> I tried to survive Bruce. <laughs> And he'd be like that, you know, he'd be like, he's broken when his, you know, his voice like cracks, like, oh God. And he'd, he'd really, he'd be really sad. He'd be like, could you please take a gas pad, G, and go get my grandchildren, you know? We have spared no expense on this pup, right? Hold up, lads. The raptor cage is open. <laughs> James and I, funny enough, we're talking about this very scene on the way over, and the fact that the number of times that Hammond says we've spared no expense. Right. Apart from, the one thing we can do is afford a gate that opens on its fucking own. We have to hire a gatekeeper whose sole job it is, it seems, is to lift the gate manually. And I want to know how fucking strong that bloke is. Because (laughs) it's not attached to anything electronic, and and this this gate is holding a fucking velociraptor in its cage. Right. So this thing's got to be fucking sturdy. Guys, so... How fucking strong is that bloke? We we need to look at this film with older heads, right? So... (laughs) Hammond's character is actually revealed in that moment by him saying spared no expense. Because let's remember, this all happens because Nedry doesn't feel like he's being paid enough. So Hammond is sparing expense. He's saying this to all these punters, these investors, these people he's trying to impress. But he's cutting corners. Do you know what I I, like any... Businessman would, yeah. Businessman, any rich person. No one stays rich by sparing no No. expense. And actually, I'm watching the film back now as an adult. Suddenly, all of this exposition that, whereas a kid just glazed over, like, not taking any of this in. As a kid, it's just, dinosaurs, yay! The fact that Nedry doesn't feel like he's being paid enough, which is why he kind of um, sabotages everything and nicks the embryos. The fact that um, when he's talking to um, Dodson, yeah. In the cafe. We're dodging over here. We got dodging. Dodging here. Dodging. Just, just we haven't recast Dodgson, have we? No, we haven't. No. No, he, he didn't make the cut. Obviously, if we did, just going to say Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. That's, <laughs> a, that's your one, isn't it? You're you smashed gonna... Daniel Radcliffe. Like, yeah. I had to get him in somewhere because he's not in the rest of yeah. my casting. Dodgson is Daniel Radcliffe. We all agree? Yeah, I, I agree. I okay. totally agree. And that's the thing. Like, you know, there's there's a, there's a very famous scene in there where... um um. Hammond is talking about his flea circus, right? No, he's, I'm not going to do the whole thing. Like he has to, yeah, 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 right. It's like a little, 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 uh, you know, high wire trapeze and a little, a little, uh, you know, carousel and a little, you know, seesaw all mechanized. And um, right. So, so there's a scene where he's talking about that, and and you know, Ellie Sattler, she calls him out on it, and she says, you know, this is an illusion. It is still fake, and that's the thing. Like to to know that Hammond's character says he'll spare no, spare no expense, and yeah, all the fucking technology, and he's got lovely ice cream and kitchens and everything, but he he spares expense on security 
and on the guy setting up the fences and making sure that people are safe is where he's cutting corners. And I didn't really ever pick up on that as a kid, but now I'm just like, yeah, every rich person ever, like we said. But I think I think that does give another edge to it. And actually, that is probably why Anthony Hopkins would be a bad casting because mm. it would he would give that edge away too yeah. quickly. Yeah, he would. You know. Yeah, he wouldn't be. So, so Michael Caine, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, so that's my that's my Hammond picks. What? Who's who's next? Then? Maybe now we've got Hammond. I can't help but think, do we need Grant? Yeah, we need the people that Hammond gets in. So that's the whole thing. Like, like we kind of touched upon it. Hammond's made this park. Um, it, there's there's an accident actually when one of the employees gets like um, killed. Um, uh, we should probably just say before all this, spoilers, right? Just for the whole podcast, for this whole series, spoilers. I mean, do we really need I mean, spoilers for a 30-year-old film not <laughs> expecting spoilers for Jurassic Park? Yeah. They're going to recast the film about. without spoiling it. No, we're not. <laughs> so, spoilers. But someone gets killed, and so his investors get, like, worried, and so he has to get in people to, like, vet, certify the park. Yes. And yeah, he gets their endorsement. Yeah, yeah. And he gets like three like prominent kind of paleontologists, paleontologists, uh, botanist, and a chaotician. Yeah, yes. a chaos. I don't know really. A like, rock star yeah, it is fucking chaotic. chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is chaos. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I think that's right. Let's let's go to you and Sam Neil. Yeah. Okay, Doctor Alan Grant, as I just said, played by Sam Neil. Already perfect, like like a lot of this. Again, there's, a, there's not much you can really say. He does the role perfectly. You 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 think paleontologist? You think Samuel? You think Alan Grant? You don't really. You don't think Ross Geller from Friends? No. Although, although, <laughs> do you know I mean you're not thinking that? Uh, I mean, I wonder how many people are now paleontologists because because, because purely of Jurassic Park. Yeah. Way too many. Yeah. The same as like marine biologists now. It's just like, yeah. oh, come on. Or like band photographer. Mm-hmm. Way you, too You just know there were a lot of kids in the 90s, saw this film, went, I want to do that. Yeah. I, I, I want to do that. Not many fucking like chaotics. I, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, want, I want to go to the island. I want to run around. But it's like, it's, yeah, it's a shame that a mathematician specialising in chaos theory didn't really take off no. just because of uh, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bit of an issue because. As we've said, I'm not the film guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it, that's, it's not that, that's not me. So I'm not going to be the eloquent one. I'm not going to be able to point across views. I'm not going to be doing that. It's just going to be very bish bash bosh straightforward. So this but, is why we need you. Yeah. But I came up. I came up with four names. Four. Potentially a fifth. Right. Because I've kind of got a one from another one of my characters. I'm recasting. That I think actually might be. It. Pretty good for this role as well. Okay. So Ooh, I'm going to list off my names. Right. And then I'm going to make my pick. Because I'm still not, like, I'm still, even now I'm not 100%. Right, give us time to process it. You're going to you're gonna, so you're gonna name them, then you're going to well, pick. I've, I've, got, I've got in the back of my head who I think I'm going to pick, and who I think who Hollywood might pick. Okay. I'm not, I'm still not 100%. My first name, DiCaprio. Ooh. Right, I mean, I mean, that is a good, that is yeah, a good pick, that's right? a big Hollywood pick. But nah, that's, that's Hollywood. It is a Hollywood pick, but I was kind of debating it for my pick. The other one, my, my next one down, I'm, I think I'm scrapping him already. It was Chris Pine. Well, I mean, we've already had a Chris not work out that great in some. And I think they are. I think his yes. actors. I think they are probably too similar in style. I, I definitely think like physicality and mm. like that that kind of um, vulnerability and sort of irritability. 
yeah. that, that Alan Grant has, it, it, Chris Pine could do. Um, I definitely think he'd be kind of the, the irritable, reluctant grump. Yeah, the thing about Sam Neill in this role is like, this is in no way overacted, is it? No. no. You know, his performance is very kind of um, subtle at yes. times. He's just going like by the he's, by. He's, he's doing what you would expect a father to do to, for his children, really, aren't you? But that's the thing. Even though they're not his kids. The whole back, so the whole backstory of Sam Neill is, you know, the, Ellie Sadler is kind of probing him with the idea of children, isn't she? Well, that's the thing. And, I mean, and he's clearly not for it. And then he's suddenly thrown into this world where he's got to protect these two children that aren't his. He has that character. And he instantly yeah. becomes, yeah. that character becomes the father figure. Mm. So I think with that in mind, Chris Pine probably would be okay. Yeah. He probably would pull that off pretty well. Mm. Well, DiCaprio would be fine with them until they reach what? 25. <laughs> <laughs> then he'd jump no, off. No, that's not now. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so on to your next pick, then. It's, it's another Hollywood one. Okay. Hugh Jackman. Oh. This is a Huey kind of role, isn't it? This is Huey. That's what I mean. I was, I was picturing him when he... I was picturing Similar accent. Why... Why does it feel Huey though? What has he done before that this feels like I can already see him in the shirt with the little red necktie? I don't know. I can't. I Australia? Can't. I've not seen the film, so I don't. I can't. Again, not a reference. He plays an Australian. <laughs> I wonder why. I think, yeah, I like that. You could just picture him in, in the hat, the blue shirt, the little tie. You know? Yeah, you could. Do you know what? I, I'd, I'd, not, I'd not thought about that pick, but. Now you've said it, I totally think that would be a great... That, 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 was, the, that, that, was, that was the mm, name I was I leaning think. towards, was Hugh Jackman. Mm. My out there pick cool. was Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can see him. I mean, it, definitely... would, it would obviously automatically age the character a bit more, and obviously the physicality would be probably a bit less. Well, it depends what, it, what again, era Tom I, Hanks. I, I, was, I was thinking not super modern, but not yeah. old Tom Hanks. I kind of... Because he yeah, has had that role, hasn't he? he has with had, like the neckerchief and the the, the hat, the cowboy hat. He has done a lot of the action, oh, the, the, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The, the Da Vinci Code, Angel and Demon. You know, he's had that role. With, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's the, yeah, so again. That's that's, the, so he has had a physical kind of action role. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think they're all solid picks. I think they're all they're all brilliant. I, and now the problem is I can't. I think Hugh Jackman for me is because because I think Hanks. I well no because Road to Perdition and things like that like. He's he's not the lovable person always. I just think like that like that Alan Grant needs to be very curmudgeonly. Mm. You know, that, that word where he's just like he's just like, Oh, I don't want kids, I don't like kids and then like I'm yeah. not But then suddenly yeah. I gotta protect these kids with my yeah. life. Mm. Yeah. I almost like with Hugh Jackman though. The thing about Samuel's performance in this as well is I think amongst all the characters, he's almost he almost shows like the least emotion. Yeah. Would you Would you accept that? Like, there's yeah. loads of shit. I, going I, would, on. I would agree. In yeah. no times is he like you've got. He does Eddie Sadler, who's like <laughs> worst worst run in cinema history. <laughs> well, she worst did. Running. She did have some it's, sort of limp, right? I, even with a limp, come on, that is horrific. <laughs> that is there is there there's that is got to be the most overactive run I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's it's so that, that crying when she locks the gate, <laughs> <laughs> and then apparently proceeds to run the entire length of a fucking island, but <laughs> link up with Simon <laughs> Bright again. Oh, there you are. 
Sorry, Sam Neil. Yeah, one of the same, right? Yeah, all of them. I mean, yeah. I think the other the other problem is like I think I think part of the problem we're we're going to have with this is it, it, at the time they came out. Uh, I mean, Jeff Goldblum was quite big, but none of them were like huge names. No, I'm and I think what we're kind of we are talking about people now that are names and are established, and that that does change things massively. Um, but. It, it goes from being kind of like a lesser known to more of a yeah, massive yeah, yeah. blockbuster. And I mean, obviously, it was a massive blockbuster anyway, but with those names attached, it just ups the level of what kind of a blockbuster it is. Yeah. Would you like to know who um, else were considered for the actual role? Oh, are, we, are we going to Nickopedia Corner? Nickopedia Corner? Fuck's sake. The, the debut of Nickopedia <laughs> Corner. Hit us with it. I don't know if you guys think you know William Hurt. Oh, yeah. So he was offered the role, but turned it down without even reading the script. Uh, Kurt Russell, Richard Dreyfuss were considered, but were deemed too expensive. Kurt Russell would have been a great... I mean, he's a good shot. And then uh, Harrison Ford. Right. And Tim Robbins were also offered the role before Sam Neill was cast three or four weeks before filming. Wow. Talk about cutting the line. I mean, all those people would have been good. I mean, Harrison Ford obviously would have it would. I think Harrison Ford would have just felt like indie light. Yeah, yeah. Would that have been around the same time as the? Uh, uh, when Indiana was Jones? Indiana Jones? Indy would be a late eighties. I think. I think the first Indiana Jones film was was was. Got in the eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be, can we be fact a... check that, Nickopedia? Nope. <laughs> 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 but we should say we didn't. That Jurassic Park was released in nineteen ninety three. Yeah, I which know. which at time of recording is. 30-ish years old. I'm not sure of the month, but we're, we're saying it's 30 years old, right? So yeah, it's 30, it's 30 years, yeah. That's pretty good. It's not bad. So, yeah, I mean, but, so who, who are you leaning to? In your my, my gut was Hugh Jackman. Yeah. That, that was my, that was my, my firm top favourite, was Hugh Jackman, with, the, out, with you know, the outside being then DiCaprio, and then a right-rank outsider of Anthony Mackie. There's a name I haven't Ooh. mentioned... Because he's Ooh. maybe he's someone for another down the line. But when I was looking at my list, I think actually he might fit that role, this role as well. Mm. So he was my rank outside choice. Yeah, I mean that's that changes things up, doesn't it? Who are you, who like, you, you're definitely leaning. To I'm, 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 I'm locking in Hugh Jackman. I like I like Hugh Jackman. Let's go with Jackman. Did we lock in Hammond? Is it is it Michael Caine? I mean, if you're happy, if you want, if you if you're happy with Michael Caine, yeah, you right, let's, Michael let's Caine. beat Michael Caine. All I know is if you're putting Michael Caine forward for any role as a possibility, I'm not going to make. Right. Well, oh, well that's going to so, be interesting going forward. Then. <laughs> I had Alan Rand. Nick, I believe you had Ellie Sattler. I did have Doctor Ellie Sattler. Yeah. So the um, the botanologist, botanist, paleobotanist, paleobotanist. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. So plants. Expert, yeah, dead plants, dead plant expert, That's also, also poo and poo and dead plants poo. and dining shit. Well, I guess, I expert. guess if you're talking about poo from a herbivore, that's some dead plants right there. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, so, um, this is Alan Grant's kind of not even love interest, like they're in a the girlfriend, couple, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, we initially meet them both when they're on the dig. Together, and that's when they initially cover, uncover, or are uncovering the Velociraptor skeleton. And that's where you get the great scene where Anna Grant pulls out the, the claw, claw thing and yeah. scares the shit out of that kid. He's like, It's just, like a, bird. just a big turkey. <laughs> it's not that scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so this was um, a role originally played by Laura Dern. Um, good actress, other actress. than in Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> not, so <good. laughs> not so good in Star Wars. Great in this film, I think, again, like it was a perfect casting pick. Um, she's got like that real kind of um, warm nature and kind of plays really well that she really knows Alan Grant's character mm. really well. Do you know what I mean? Like she's yeah. seen, she knows what he's like and she's still loving for it and she's trying gently to kind of warm him, get him to warm some kids, for example. And she she is she is Hugh who? Hugh? Hugh Jackman. <laughs> she is Hugh Jackman. No. She is who humanizes him before his story arc does. Yes. Because before, as I've said, he's a grumpy old fart. He doesn't like kids. He doesn't want to do anything. He just likes digging in the dirt. But you can see that she is sweet and kind and lovable and brave and strong. Yeah. And if she loves him, he must be a good guy. That's very, very true. And they have these like really great little conversations throughout the film. Like One of the early ones when they're walking away uh, from the dig, talking about kids. And he's saying, well, they're messy. They smell. She's like... They don't smell. They like, love do. Smell. They do. <laughs> We're all dads. They smell. That's how you know the writer did not have children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm now. I've had kids. I have never identified more with Alan Grant. Right? <laughs> so yeah, uh, a really good role. Um, for me, where I'm really going to struggle is for every kind of movie where we have like a, a strong kind of leading lady or main lady role. I'm really going to struggle not to pick the same person because I fucking love this actor. I think they're brilliant. Um, so I'm almost going to have to stop myself from casting them in every role that I can. So right. a bit of a Michael Caine situation or like a Daniel oh, Radcliffe situation. <laughs> um, so some of the some of the people I was initially considering. So I thought about Emma Stone. Yep, could be yeah. great in this role. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, I thought, could bring... Oh, I love Jennifer nice Lawrence. I think she's role. really good. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. Could bring a good bit of humour, I thought. Uh, I thought about Natalie, or Natalie Emmanuel, who, if you can't remember, she's in Game of Thrones. Oh, Fast, Fast and Furious series. She's the... Oh, if you've not watched it. I have not watched that. I have not watched that. Oh, You're closer with I, Game I, of I, Thrones. I, I know who you are. I know, I know who you are. Yeah, Game of Thrones, the... She's later on in the series, isn't she? She's later on in the series. Yeah. She kind of hangs out with Grey Worm. Yes. Yeah, I know. Is she the one from like Hollyoaks? We were saying earlier, like, well, the yeah. reason we've got a Hollywood pick is if we pick <laughs> someone from Hollyoaks. <laughs> there you go. She's good. She is a good choice. Yeah, I think she's super She's cool. got a lot of chops about her. A good bit of comedy. Mm. Nice humour. Obviously, but, you know, she does lose her head. Yes. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, in the end, for me, there was only one choice, oh. and that was Emily Blunt. Oh, oh my God, I love oh. Emily Blunt. The Blunt, I love Emily Blunt so much. Yeah, I mean, I just think she's got. Works. Yeah, she wants us to leave. You're having a moment. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just going to can we pause this second? Yeah. <laughs> Drop some cold water. I think, water. Said, I think what was I watching recently? I was watching um, A Quiet Place Two. Yeah, I think there's lots of similar moments there where like there's that dread, that terror. I think mean, it's the way that she inhabits those kind of feelings. I could, is, I could just see that transplanting so well to a lot of the scenes in Jurassic Park. You know, the terror with with the Velociraptors yeah. being chased. I just think she inhabits that kind of terror and that she's got the physicality to go with it. She's stunning. I just think like she's got an amazing warmth for her. She's really... She's kind of... Um, 
kind of relatable at the same time. Mm. Like, and I really could you could you could buy her as a as working on a, a dinosaur dig. Yeah, you know, you could okay. buy her as being the partner of, in this case, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could. I think, I, I think now, I'm now trying, trying to think if they have been <laughs> cast alongside each other. In, in a film at all. Ooh, that is good, isn't it? I'm not, I'm not thinking of any, but again, I'm good. not the cinema guy. Yeah, now, now they have. <laughs> Crap, hang on. Uh, I think it's good because uh, I think a lot of the problem is, uh, especially nowadays, when you talk about casting like a strong female lead, mm. they they tend to, to try and make them like strong physically or they're like, they're strong because they're like kick-ass, like, or, you yeah. know, like... Um, but what you they kind want of them need... to be is they want to try and portray them as just as physical as yeah, the men. Which obviously they, they can be, and yeah, there's characters like that. Yeah. But that's definitely not that's, Ellie Sattler's no, character. Not. She's not. No. She's not like she. Her strength is her, her compassion and her brain and the fact that that yeah. she is brave. She but she's not she punching a dinosaur in the face or like, she does exactly exactly. That's hundred percent win for me. I think that's yeah. I see no flaws in that casting. This is a win for me too, guys. Oh. Are you sure you don't want a moment? Are you sure you don't want to take five right now? I thought you're going to need to ration me my Emily Blunts throughout this podcast. Yeah, yeah I'm only allowed to maybe do like, like one, one every five, five episodes. Five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be blunting all over the place. You'll be, like, you'll be, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Maybe that's a good moment to that's, move on. To should we one. should we finish off the trivector of the three? Doctor Ian Malcolm. Yeah, Doctor Ian Malcolm. Yes. So that's so he's he's my guy on this one. Uh, Doctor Ian Malcolm, played by Jeff Goldblum. Now, Jeff, I, I mean, kills this role. He, he does kill the role. I mean, it is the Jeff Goldblum role, really. Mm. Um, but I. I Actually, this is this is one of the ones where I I just like to say yes, Jeff Goldblum. I wouldn't recast him, but mm-hmm. I do think I've got somebody that would make it very interesting. No, I, do, do you know what I think with this role as well is I think until they cast him in it, this wasn't like a Jeff Goldblum role. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's absolutely made this his own, like yeah. because he's so unique and he's got such an interesting persona on screen. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, I, I wonder to know who else they would. Yes, I would. One person. Back to Nicopedia Corner. Whoops. Jim Carrey. No. Do you know what? I heard that. No. Fuck off. That would be... That is wild. The thing is, though, you say fuck off, and I I do agree with you, but he has shown that he's got acting chops in serious roles. Yeah. Yeah. 90s, but 90s Jim Carrey. 90s Jim Carrey, yeah. Well, already then, there's a dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's too much. It's isn't too it? much. Yeah. The there Jim is Carrey no show. way in the nineties you were getting a serious Jim Carrey. Well, that's a lot of dino. Play. You are you were you were getting Ace Ventura and yeah, Jurassic yeah, Park. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't I don't need to see that film. Yeah, that would be good. But I haven't gone with him <laughs> for any of my picks. So my 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 sort of my what I think would be good and he would make the role, you know, solid and stable and he wouldn't be a risk. It's not my Hollywood pick, but my pick is um Jake Gillingham. Or, or how it's now being pronounced. Did you base Dunham. your thoughts on can you picture them spread across the thing with their shirt undone, yes. sweat dripping down? Yeah. I mean, I might need a moment now. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was basically I, I, who I can say. I must go that scene. When, I, when I was re- how long the shot stays. When I was rewatching it, when I was rewatching it, I sat there and thought, I bet Goldblum asked for that shot. Yeah. I bet he sat there and thought, I'm going to try and pop the boys here. 
<laughs> getting a shot. I reckon they were just having a break. Yeah. And they just kept rolling. Yeah. And he's he's just just like, he just anyway. spotted the live camera and he's just gone, yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, it was, it was basically who can say, must go faster, must go faster, must go faster. <laughs> that's it. And so, so basically, my, my thinking um, of. That's a lot of shit. Exactly, yeah. He's got all the best one yeah. in this. He has. He's, he's, I mean, he, he kind of does steal the show a bit. He does. Because um, he's, he's likable throughout. He's right throughout. He sacrifices himself for the kids. Yes. He gets hurt, but he survives. He's, it, I mean, he's. The only scene where I was like, mm, he's crossing into unlikable now. And obviously, Hammond hates him. Oh, yeah. In the film, which is great, I think. There's a great kind of dynamic there. Is when he's flirting in, in, the, the, in the Jeep, doing the drops of water on the hand. With Eddie Sade. Yes. Just, just before that, when he's talking to her and flirting with her, he just picks up a handful of her hair in his hand and he's like playing with it as he's talking yeah. to her. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I think so I think that's a nineties thing. You wouldn't slimy you wouldn't you wouldn't get that nowadays. Just like <laughs> ask before you stroke my hair. <laughs> for fuck's sake, like this is weird. Um, but I think again, everything he does so plays into his character, and it's a bravado, isn't yeah. it? Yes. Um, but I think Jake Jenny Hall back to, back to the pits. I think he would be good. Um, you know, in in roles even even very recently, um, how he was in Spider Man. Um, as a, uh, is it Mystique? Mysterio. Mysterio, that's the one. So Mystique, he's definitely not Mystique. <laughs> that's, that's a whole different role. Oh, um, he he has that, because the thing with Jeff Goldblum's character is he's two characters in one. He's the bravado, he's the pomp, he's the kind of the, the cockiness, but yeah. then he is the serious heart and soul and you find out he's got kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's almost a flip reverse of Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Yeah, because he is playing this like serious kind of like person that wants to help Peter and you know has this mission to do, and then like when everything falls away, he's this like disgruntled, petty little child, mm. and it's kind of the flip. So I kind of thought of that of like being able to play sort of two characters in one. I like that. Um, cool. My Hollywood pick um, is because he is really likable, um, and everyone loves him. Is Paul Rudd. So, it, I it's, and, but the, the thing is, I I love Paul Rudd. That and changes I the Ian Malcolm character yeah, so much, so doesn't it? Because I don't think Paul Rudd has played that kind of. You'd almost have to see him. Have you seen him in? Um, oh, what's the one where he plays the guy that goes around selling like, um, like energy drinks and stuff, and then he does like LARPing with kids. Have you seen this one? Oh, uh, with, with Sean film. William oh, Scott. Yes, yes, yes I know the film. film. What's it fucking called? I know, I do. I know the film. Yeah. I can't think of the name. It's, it's, it's great. So likable. He needs to be a little bit more kind of yeah, jaunty, yeah, yeah. trying to be. And that's the only film I can think him in where he's mm-hmm. not likable. Well, if you if you want him not likable, he have you do you, have you ever watched the um, Only Murders in the Building? Yeah, I've seen some. He things. is in the latest series of that, and it's a right asshole of a character. Well, I mean, I need to see that then. To, to, to lock in my pick but I do yeah like I, I think Paul Rudd would be good and we know he'd be bank you know mm. Hollywood would, would put it behind him he's up there he's like if there was a male version of Emily Bunt for me into <laughs> a man crush it's Paul Rudd so <laughs> oh my god what? are you <laughs> sure you don't want a minute <laughs> they have a lot of similar uh, similar looks <laughs> um, but I think I want to go with my sort of outside pick dark Hello. horse joke pick okay. Hello. is uh, Tika Waititi Oh, that's awesome. That's so he awesome. is the director of Thor 3 uh, and 4, 
But in yeah. terms of acting, he is in um, Our Flag Means Death, the series. What We Do he's, in the Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows. No. He's in... Have you seen Jojo Rabbit? He's brilliant in Jojo Rabbit. He also directed Jojo <laughs> Rabbit. Jojo what's, Rabbit. The, what's the Ryan Reynolds... Um, oh, Guy. 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 Or what's the name of the film? Oh, the net, that Netflix one where he just plays like an NPC. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Nice guy. Like, yeah, nice guy. Nice guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the like asshole boss. Oh, that. okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So New Zealand, New Zealand. Oh, I want to yes. say New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand. Yeah. Um, but he's he's, great, he's he's just so funny, mm-hmm. and again so likable, and I think he could. He's the he's the voice of Korg. Yeah. In in oh, Thor yeah. and stuff, and, and he's just like so brilliant, and like I I've loved him ever since he was kind of involved in like. Um, the Fly the Concord stuff yes. and like all those guys just yeah. like yeah. that that kind of comedy is right on my street so I think he would be he would he would make it different mm-hmm. it wouldn't feel like anyone trying to be Jeff Goldblum it wouldn't feel like anyone trying to not be Jeff Goldblum yeah. it would be him being him mm, that's a great pick I really like that yeah can I throw yeah. another name at you yeah if it's, if it's what, you're, with what I'm thinking as well that would be interesting this was, I was when I was watching it I could just picture Ooh, this man playing that role Keanu Reeves. Oh! Not what I was thinking of. No? Well, what were you thinking of? I, for me, this is almost a like for like Robert Downey Jr. Oh! Ooh. Hello. Matron! Well, that would be the Hollywood pick. I mean, that, is, that is Hollywood. Right? Oh, so was Keanu, let's be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was, can you imagine watch Robert Downey Jr. doing like the... Drop scene with Emily Blunt in this case, yeah, being I a bit of a prick. Could you imagine it? Sounds like it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he has imagined it. <laughs> Can you imagine yourself doing the water drop scene with Emily Blunt? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to cast Nick in this role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just so he can have that moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can. And I, very much that line, you know, where he's like, um, and here I am, left in the Jeep, talking to myself. Mm. That would be a Robert Downey Jr. line. I could see that. That is a good, yeah. that is a good shout, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, let's let's put it to a vote then. I mean, because well, it's your it's your it's recasting. Your yeah. <sighs> now, it's you your see, okay. Re- what we've just done, right. there is throwing you a couple of curveballs. Okay. Yeah. A couple of spicy meals, if you will. I want to stick with Tika. Okay. Because I think Robert Downey Jr. then makes Ian Malcolm the main character, mm. and he's not. I agree. He's okay. he's like up there, but he's not the main character. Yeah, and I think if you have Robert Downey Jr. in it, who's played other roles, like he doesn't have to be an Iron Man. He's been yeah. in other things. Yeah. yeah, but I think you're suddenly like waiting for Iron Man to be on screen. Well, I always <laughs> feel like, um, would you agree that Jurassic Park doesn't necessarily have a main character? It does such well the dinosaurs, right? Cast, the dinosaurs, the dinosaurs. Exactly. The dinosaurs. Yeah, they, they are the, the, the main characters. The dinosaurs. They, that's what the you want. Really really like and obviously, if we ca- recast it, Michael Caine. Obviously, if, if, if he's in it, he's, he's, the, he's the main character. He's the main character. Oh, I thought Dwayne The Rock Johnson was going to be... The Stegosaurus. Yeah. <laughs> just breathing. <laughs> just lying there breathing. The Triceratops. The Triceratops. Yeah. Like, he's not allowed to Yeah, Triceratops. Isn't is, he got something in his contract that he can't die? He's not allowed, he's not allowed to be oh, we beaten. Don't see the, we don't see the Triceratops dying. Is he allowed to he's have, still breathing. But is he allowed to have everything right she's still breathing. through a massive pile of this shit? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's in his contract. Is that in his contract? Yeah. Has to, if he ever plays the Triceratops, I've just now got an image in my head of Hugh Jackman laying on Dwayne The Rock Johnson's <laughs> stomach going <laughs> just like up and down and he's just got like a prosthetic horn on something. that's yeah. it no other makeup yeah. Oh, oh. yeah two of his horns are like Brahma balls 
obviously, <laughs> and then just one horn in the middle. Okay, so we've recast the the Triceratops. Excellent. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm for me, I'm going to stick with Tika because I think he he is like different. He's out there. He's then not part of the group. He's a bit kind of crazy. And you don't really know what he's doing. Uh, I think I'm going to go with him for that. I love that. So yeah, love to see that. So who's up next? Who've we got next? Well, are we going we'll go back with you? Yeah, let's just keep, keep going around. Yeah, let's keep going. Okay, well, next for me was Dennis Nedry. Oh, that's... What a great role. I've got one name. Yeah. Only one. I've oh, got one as well. I've got one name, and I'll be interested to see whether it's the same as any of you have got it. And the only reason I've got this is because, I can, again, I can picture him doing the role. I can picture him sitting at that table, being like, yeah, we've got... What's his chops over here? Yeah. Um, doing the crawl up the doing yeah. the crawl up the, the hill back to yeah. the thing. Oh. So you I can hear his voice. I can hear his right. voice on the computer. I go, ah, ah, ah. Uh, so originally played by, by Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight, yes. yes. So I have one name, one name only. Jack Black. Oh, that's not my name. Oh, it's not that's my not name. name. I love that. That's the oh. only name I could come up with. I could picture it. it a, but the only issue I got mm. with it. Jack Black's so fucking likable. Yeah. And if you yeah. want, it, and if you really want to put a spin on it, Dennis Nedry is a, he's, the only, he's the only kind of character you would consider kind of a villain. He's the worst. But he, so yeah, so he is so he's so he's so kind of, like as far as a human, as far as a human character, he's the villain. He's the villain. He's, he's not steal from the park. Oh, well, which, as we know, he's for ulterior motives because he's not getting paid much or not getting paid enough. So he's trying to make that bang on the on the. On, greedy, on the side. greedy so little. So he is okay. essentially the human villain of the film. Yeah. Whereas Jack Black, I think, is too likable to be that. I, I do. I think but so. he is still the only name I could come up with because I could just picture all those scenes with Jack Black in it. I can picture it. Picture the like, computer. Would you like a curveball? Throw me a curveball. Okay. Jonah Hill. That's mine. Yes. That's mine. Yes. See, I, I thought that name. Don't like the bloke. Well, but that's Nedry. Yeah, yeah, no, but I just don't like him. You don't want to be in the film. Oh. You don't want to then see him get eaten by a spitter. No. The official name for that dinosaur, obviously. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to see Jonah Hill on my screen. Oh, oh, I think he'd be nailed on for that. Like, yeah. The scene in the cafe where he's like eating, licking all his fingers. Yeah. Dodgers here. Dodgers. Yeah. He'd be just yeah he's great. a... Don't. No. I don't, don't like Jonah Hill. Well, I mean, I mean, it's a good choice. Do you know what? I totally agree. And obviously, this is your pick. But that reaction you've got to him is what makes him a good pick for that role. Agree. Right. A great pick. But the problem is, if he is that person, you're just not going to want to work with. Him. I mean, we're not working with. Him. We're not making these films. <laughs> we just, not? We're not making these films, guys. <laughs> no, we're not. It's just in our mind. Is this even happening? Are you guys actually here? Wait, so all this money I've been saving up is only us for nothing? Well, we could use it. <laughs> More money. So, Jack Black. I mean, if you guys don't know, I'm doing a Jack Black impression right now. I mean... Uh, you are just a walking Jack Black, are you not? Feels like you've been doing it for quite a while. I've been, I mean, I've been doing it for longer than Jack Black was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If anything, Jack Black was doing a Sam impression. It's, 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 not, it's not an impression made for podcasts. Because <laughs> it's just that I look just like Jack Black. But, um, yeah, I think, I think he's a good pick. Do you know what, actually... Um, him as Bowser in the Mario film. He's really mean in that. He, so maybe, yeah, yeah, he's Bowser. He's that. mean, but it's oh, nice. comically mean. Peaches, peaches, peaches. <laughs> it's comically mean. Yeah, it is. I think, I think he could do it. He's got the chance I think for it. It was the only yeah, name yeah. I could come up with just because I could just good. picture And it, once, I sw- once I got that name in my head, I was like, done. I think Dennis Nedry, cross off, done. A little bit of slime. I think he's there. Yeah. 
I, mean, I think he probably could be. To but, be fair, actually, him yeah. at the start of Shallow Hal, he's not a likable guy at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, he's mm. he's a he's a he's a twat. Yeah. You, what kind of era, Jack? There are many eras of Jack Black. What are you thinking? Not modern. Okay. He's far too likable now, I think. Actually, what about High Fidelity Jack Black? Because High Fidelity Jack Black, he's that like super like music nerd guy. Mm. And he's really mean to people that don't know much about music. And it's got that kind of nerdy... I mean, he's a bit of a nerd anyway, isn't he? Yeah. But yeah, definitely not likable Jack Black. But yeah, I, I, think, I think he's a good pick. I, I think... I think I could definitely get behind it. It was the only name I could put. Like I said, I just picked them in the roles. Done. Nedry, crossed off, Jack Black, sorted. Done. Jack Black, welcome to the cast. <laughs> Hello, come on down. <laughs> so Nick, over to you. Who you got next? Okay, so I have got the blood-sucking lawyer, <laughs> Donald Gennaro, who was originally played by Martin Ferrero. Now, I can't help but think that they didn't have a name for this character originally until they cast Martin Ferrero. Yeah. And when I watched it, call this character? Donald Gennaro? Yeah. Okay. Martin Ferrero sounded a bit like Donald Gennaro. <laughs> Martin Ferrero. Yeah, Gennaro. Gennaro. Generic lawyer. Gennaro yeah. lawyer. That's why you think I need a generic lawyer. Fuck it, your last name's Gennaro. Yeah. That's how generic you are. We need a guy that can really act in two pieces. <laughs> right? That's multiple. By multiple. Yeah. By yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, it surprised me rewatching the film just how much of the film is it. Yeah. Until it's definitely not in the film yeah. anymore. <laughs> till he's in the T Rex. Until he's in the T Rex. <laughs> he's in the I film till he's in the, yeah. the car park. I think um, I think this is a, this is a good example of like somebody that because we've got other characters that mm. we'll come to that are that are bigger parts in terms of like importance to the film but have less screen time. True. And this guy, we just we felt like we couldn't omit him because he's he's of his screen time. Yeah, because of his screen time, because of the impact he has, and because of his death scene. Yeah, yeah. And and so I, and I think this is actually one where a recasting could make a big difference. Quite possibly, yeah. And he's, he's obviously in, like, the, the not the very first scene, but in the next couple of scenes after that that really sets a lot of the exposition for this as well. So he goes to the amber mine and meets the guy there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about it. He's, he's going around. You always see um, he's on the helicopter in the beginning as well. So he's really integral oh. to that journey that they're taking initially. And he's, and he's the guy that's supposed to be anti-Hammond, anti-the park. He's there for the investors. He's meant to be, like, scrutinising this. But exactly. he's the only one that, like, sees the money and loves this thing. And we should just caveat, we're, it is played brilliantly by the actor. Like, he is brilliant. Yeah, he's great. But there's yeah. room for, like, some for like a fantasy casting. In here. Exactly. I think it's a tough role in that sense because it's not meant to steal the show. Mm. It's meant to fill in a lot of parts to keep the narrative moving as well. It's meant to be someone who you ultimately don't feel too bad about being absolutely munched by a T-Rex. Like yeah. It's a great destiny as well, running into the toilet. On, on, on that, who are those toilets meant to be for? This guided tour is meant to have locked doors. Yeah. Who's meant to be using those toilets? Or if you are going to have toilets, not outside the T-Rex. Yeah. Although maybe you see it and you've just... meant to be for? Well, as Malcolm says, when you've got to go, you've got to go. And, and I suppose you to be fair... You also hear Hammond say... You know, why, why, why have we not got locking features on these doors? These doors, are they were designed to be locked, so you don't leave the car. But then maybe, maybe it would have a scheduled stop. They unlock, 
people get off. Or take a shit. And to be fair, <laughs> when you're going to need to most take a shit is when you see a T-Rex. Quite Your bowels are going to loosen. Uh, what are you suggesting otherwise? That maybe, given that they're fully automated anyway, that the Jeeps have got like seats that kind of uncover to reveal a hole that you just shit through straight into the car. Have a toilet before you go? Sign me up for that Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, go, you'd go to the toilet before you get Drink on the Jeep. Hall, on the, you'd, 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 you'd use the toilet before you go on the Jeep, right? That last Jeep, about an hour and a half. Yeah, I can hold it in for that. Oh, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> Are there snacks on this tour? <laughs> Fancy Dan, you can launch your toilet every night. And actually, I think I think like like you said, it is it is a key role because it he is. he's he's sort of Mister Exposition, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's like us visiting this park. He's not an expert on anything. He's just wowed by everything. He's not thinking about the repercussions. And he's almost the everyman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like put into it what's meant to be. A kind of unlikable yeah. character actually isn't really. He doesn't do anything to. He's not like you know. He could have been like really rude to the kids, for example. Yeah. He's not. He's sat with the kids in the jeep, isn't he? Yeah. No point is he like. Yeah, gives I mean, he does run away. From yeah, he does do that, and that's probably why he had to get eaten yeah. by the T Rex in the first place. So yeah, casting this role, um, I a number of different actors that went through my mind. So some of the people I considered, I had Tim Roth. Mm. As a consideration, I thought could be could play that kind of a little bit meaner, maybe yeah, a bit yeah. more unlikable. Uh, Christopher Watts. That's I mean that's that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like could do a great job at that. My curveball, <clears throat> I've not gone with, but I love it. whatever version of this. Emily movie. Blunt. <laughs> <laughs> Just have her in again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Stephen Merchant. Oh yeah. Okay. I feel like could you imagine him running into the toilet store? Would just be great. He could be a very that would be a very gangly run to the toilet, wouldn't it? Be He'd be eaten gangly. about a foot before the, <laughs> the other actually. Same on budget. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. The person that I've gone with uh, is Paul Dano. Oh, you yes. don't know him. He was the Riddler in the most recent Batman film. He's been in loads of stuff. There will be blood. There will be blood. Yeah. Played the priest. Uh, okay. Okay. We're gonna just have to show James yeah. a picture of Paul Dano. Just <laughs> is it Dano or Dano? Dano? I think it's Dano. I'm just turning the screen around now so James can see who this person is. Still not, not, Still no, no, not a clue who that is. I mean, he's he's <laughs> he's definitely is very disliked. Such a in movie roles. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's great. Do you know what, though? He's asking the questions that some of you out there might be asking, like, who are these people? <laughs> and now we can explain to them. Um, but yeah, he's definitely, I mean, he, he he's played roles where he is no redeemable features and and is is horrible. But he's also played roles where he's really quite sweet and innocent. And, he has, yeah. Um, yeah. I like him. Yeah, I just feel like he would, he would probably be downplaying it a little bit. Um, but yeah, I could just see him doing that kind of, you know, pestering Hammond, asking those questions, yeah. constantly reminding about the cost. He's always thinking about like um, how much the park's going to make money-wise, isn't he? I could see him doing that really well. He's kind of got that greed, the dollar signs behind his eyes, maybe. Uh, and I think Gennaro's character is, is ultimately, you know, like you said, although he doesn't do anything that wrong, he's a bit pathetic, basically. Yes. Like yeah, he has, when you first see yeah, him, he slips on that rock. Yeah. He slips on that rock. 
Yeah. And I know it's a silly thing and everyone slips on rocks, but it shows that he's out of his element and it just mm-hmm. shows weakness, doesn't it? Yeah. And nobody puts anything in a film unless they mean it to be in a film, you yeah. know? And so he I slips mean, on that rock. And, well, no, exactly. Yeah. So he slips on a rock and he, you know, he runs away and leaves the kids. He gets killed on the toilet. It's, it's kind of a pathetic guy. He only cares about the money. And I think Paul Dano would definitely encompass that kind of tragic role, ultimately. I think so. Yeah, so that's my pick. That's my pick for the blood-sucking lawyer. Yeah, you're locking him in? Locking him in. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, right, it's a background to me. It is. Okay, so my next pick, we're going to kind of like sort of much down the list in terms of like, uh, as far as I know, he's not like a an actor. I've not seen him in anything else. Mm. He plays this role. Mm. But it's actually a very important role. As you said, we could have started with him because he's actually the first one to appear on screen. Yeah. Has a lot of quotable lines. Does. Probably the probably second some, after. Probably some of the most quotable lines. Probably. I mean, I would say. I'd argue it's prob- one of his lines is probably the most quotable line. I have two daughters. And the amount of times in my life they do something <laughs> just, just you know, <laughs> evil. <laughs> but I'm kind of proud of them, and I just go, clever girl. <laughs> like, that, that, that line has been used in my life. So it is the sort of, what is he, like a park ranger or like a hunter? Yeah, he's, or like he's, a, he's a keeper. Yeah. He's, he's like that guy that he's came just, out of Jumanji, right? Uh, yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's like the guy. main big game he's hunter. Game kind of. yeah. Yeah. He's just there yeah, keep, keep control of the dinosaur when yeah. required. Exactly. So he's he's Robert Muldoon and he's played by Bob Peck. Yep. Now I'm sorry if I'm doing Bob Peck a big disservice. I don't know anything else he's been in. Um, well, you're looking at the wrong guy for that. For an yeah, that don't, don't worry. Look, <laughs> Nickipedia, yeah. anything? Uh, oh, I just found out now. Um, Did so he ever? He go- was in. Uh, began in stage, then television. <coughs> was in something called Edge of Darkness. And then film success within a within a bunch of stuff, um, kind of bit roles by the look of it in some sci-fi stuff. Um, he was in Lord of the Flies, but again, just as a bit part. So yeah. I think kind of, yeah, his big um, his big break really was being gamekeeper Robert Muldoon. Yeah. So I, I mean, he does it very well. Like he's he's fine in this. Um, not fine. Like that's doing a disservice. He's very good in this. Um, he is uh, likable, but in like a in just like a you appreciate what this man can do and like the experience he has, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, he doesn't try and hit on Ellie Sattler. He doesn't run away from some children. He doesn't try and go in there all guns blazing. But when he needs to, he steps up. Like he's he's not like I'm going to go and shoot all the dinosaurs. He's not Australian. Don't know why I'm doing that. Not. <laughs> um, but um, so my pick. Now I've got three picks here that are very similar, and they're all sort of Hollywood picks. Can I just say quickly what stood out for me about this character? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Or, or rather, Bob Peck playing him. This man's thighs in those shorts. Yeah. God damn, these man's got. Some Do you thighs. want another moment? Yes. <laughs> so Emily Blunt or Bob Peck's thighs? That's the... <laughs> Can I have Emily Blunt with Bob, Bob Peck's thighs? <laughs> I don't think you should. Yeah, this guy's like ripped for this movie. So I'm actually going to start with my sort of joke pick here. Now, it's not a joke pick, but it's kind of like a... 
uh, I don't know, you'd be you'd be putting this into like more of a B movie. Sorry if anyone's a massive fan or if he ends up listening to this show. But my 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 sort of joke pick. He's dead, sadly, so I don't think he's gonna be listening to the show. What, Jason Statham? Oh, I thought you were the actor still. Sorry. No. <laughs> My God. This is this is some stuff you should have informed me. So, Jason Statham was my joke bit, but if he's dead... <laughs> that's a great bit. <laughs> it's not... Jason Statham's not dead. No, right. So Bob Peck's dead. Oh, well, that's, you that's can, a shame. You can hear Jason Statham as well. Go in. Yeah, right, yeah. Oh, you can hear it. And yeah, you can. I, I imagine he's probably got some great fights as well. Yeah, but my thing is, he's, he's like, he's not the best actor. I know he's an action hero, but, but like, I feel like, I feel like the role actually needs a bit more chops than Jason Statham. Okay. So I slightly upgraded. Okay. And my Hollywood pick yeah. is Tom Hardy. Mm, you can right? also see that working. Yeah, yeah he could yeah. say the he could say the clever girl line. He's yeah. got some probably good thighs and some shorts. Yeah, shooter. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, or you could have him from. He had a voice for this role. Yeah, yeah Tom Hardy. Have <laughs> Tom Hardy from Peaky Blinders. Shooter, <laughs> or at least send it to Margate. Anyway, so Tom Hardy. But actually, my actual pick, and this this I feel like is again. This is like stepping up. Um, you know, like bronze, silver, and then gold. So I've gone with Michael Fassbender. Oh, yes. You can picture him in the outfit, can't you? You can picture him in the outfit. He's got that more like, you know, quiet, says a lot without saying it. Yeah. You know, because you, you, you get that a lot from when he's the android David, right? You yes. like that just like kind of he's looking, he's always kind of. Yeah. And you just buy that he's knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Like the other two, I feel like you'd be like, okay, I see that they are imposing guys. But none of these people are going to like punch or karate kick a dinosaur yeah. or an animal. Like what makes them him dangerous is not his physicality as much. Now, Michael Fassbender is not like a light guy or whatever. Yeah. But you feel like him, it's his intensity and he's got like a knowledge about him and a skill. I think what he do really well, which Bob Peck does so well in his character, is exude his sense of, is almost like up until a certain point, it's only really him that truly understands how dangerous the dinosaurs yeah. are because he's seen what they can do. Yeah. And it's almost like with Hammond, that's falling on deaf ears. But like, Muldoon knows, he's seen what the, like, the raptors have done to someone. He's held someone's hands, they've been torn away. And I could see Fassbender kind of in hand. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And just all the lines he says, like, oh, I didn't think Nedry had even fucked with the raptor fence or whatever it is. Like, yeah. And like that, that like, clever girl. Like, yeah. Fassbender would deliver that line. Nailed that line. Peachy. Yeah, what do you think about that, James? It's a good choice. Do you know Fassbender? <laughs> 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 oh, he's, 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 he's that guy, isn't he? He's, he's yeah. Magneto, where he, he, he quickly I'm, bends down. I am aware of Fassbender. Okay, yeah, right, okay. Do we just put it out there? Do we either, as part of doing more of this podcast, need to either... Limit our casting choices to people you might know. <laughs> or do you need to watch more films? Well, I, mean, oh, I definitely need to watch more films. This whole pod- podcast is going to be an education. I need to find time to watch more films. <laughs> <laughs> that is the problem I have, is I don't have the time to watch more films. Yeah, that's I funny. have a backlog of so many films I want to watch. Yeah. Still haven't watched them. What's at yeah. the top of the list, is it? The Mummy. <laughs> Tomb of the Dragon. Tomb of the Dragon. Honestly, Tom, I can't think right now. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the latest Mission Impossible film. Oh, nice. that, that's top of my list I, I want to watch. Yeah. Can't, yeah, can't find time for it. Have not found yeah. time to watch that film. 
But That's it's fair. there, sitting in a backlog, top of the pile. It'll be the first one I watch when I get when I get a chance. Yeah, finding the time to watch it. I'd say in terms of films, I I I've got I get keep getting sucked into series. Mm. Like we we've we've diverged from this, but I've just watched uh, Bodies on Netflix. Have you seen that? No, it's well, it's incredible. It's really good. Watch it. Mm. And actually, Stephen Graham, who stars in it, would he's just in everything. He's in he? everything, and he'll he'll come up in our castings. I'm sure. Mm, like he could be any of these roles. I think. <laughs> Even Ellie Sattler. He, 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 you get off Ellie. You get off Emily Blunt. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so I'm locking in Fast Bender for that. That is that is a, a big chunk game. of the budget going on a, a relatively name. smaller a character. It is, yeah. I think he, I think he'd nail it. Nice. So moving on, I'm back around to me. Right, my, my next one. He's he's only included just because of where he is on the cast list. But he's a very very small part that I think all of us thought was a lot bigger. Than it, yeah. than it actually is. Mm. And that's Dr. Henry Wu. Mm. Yeah. I was convinced he had a... I, I can picture him doing a massive fucking monologue in this lab with the, with the raptor eggs. It's almost but like, you, we, in your head, we thought he was almost doing some of the exhibition that the cartoon does. Yes. To explain I, I think, how I how I think in my head, I've remembered him doing a yeah. lot of that. Yeah. Dinosaurs. <laughs> 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 Trivia cast that voice, yeah. <laughs> but when that, in actuality, you know, he's only got like, maybe three or four lines tops, and yeah, he's in yeah. at most maybe two minutes of screen time. Mm. And he doesn't like he doesn't well, obviously, you know, spoilers. No, but like he obviously doesn't have a death, and he no. becomes a bigger character in, the in later, later films. So the way I've kind of had to think about it is just who do I think could move on? I've almost had to recast Jurassic World. Well, essentially, I mean, all of them, just all of them. <laughs> I've essentially had to recast Doctor Wu from Jurassic World. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, because is he is he in Jurassic? World? He's in all three of them. The yeah, same, he's the same he plays Doctor like, Wu. That's the thing. I said in Jurassic World, I think he's a lot more evil. But that's the thing. I feel like Jurassic World played him as this big reveal, and I think people then they they sort of hoodwinked people in thinking, oh my God, this is a big reveal. I remember him from the first films. He was such a big part. No, but no, it's like a reveal and everyone's like, oh, that lab scientist that said, they're all women. Like that's pretty much, like literally, they're all girls. All the dinosaurs are girls. Are you suggesting that a park comprised of all female animals will reproduce? It's literally like the only yeah. thing he says. You basically know it all that. So that's I'll do it. Says. I'll do it. I'll recast myself. You've got the wrong. Yeah, Jack Black is two <laughs> two parts in there. Yeah. Yeah. He's going double duty here. So who have you gone with? Then? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I Things I didn't want. To, I didn't want to typecast. I really, really didn't. But I kind of have. I think the one I'm going for is John Cho. Right. Yeah. Nice. Who, if most recently, is was in the Netflix failure of Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Yeah. I feel. I mean, I feel I, like I, I don't really know what else to say for this role because it's so. I mean, his name's Henry Wu. Yes. So we we do have to kind of go I with did, like I an didn't, Asian. I didn't want Asian. to go down that route. Yeah. I really didn't. But it was kind of like oh, when you've got a name like Henry Wu, where where do you go with that? I think so. It's got to kind of play it safe. He's good. He's going Star Trek, right? Yes. Yeah, he's definitely in Star yes, Trek. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know like, he's been loads great. Yeah, he's film. There was a comedy film. It's like, dude, where's my car? Yeah, like all this sort of comedy. There was one about a gaming. Um, oh fuck, where he plays? Yeah, this, he's really some great. Stuff. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Yeah, he's great. So, I uh, mean, that was my that was my thought process behind recasting this role. I had to think about the the newer films, which we don't like to talk about. 
because that's kind of where the role ends up. Yeah, it, that, totally. So I was kind of saying, that's the yeah, Howard and yeah. That's the that's the, other, the classic the other, the other, that he wants to be remembered for. Yeah, <laughs> start started off in a bit part characters from American Pie, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, my other my other choice was Stephen Yoon. I think that's how you pronounce the name. Yeah, oh yeah, from okay. Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's good. I feel like that would be that would be nice because I feel like in this kind of world. He's on Walking Dead. He's big, and then like his like break into like big films mm. would be this. That'd be I good. always expect John Cho to break to to have more comedy. Yeah. in that part. Yeah, I'd expect it to have a little bit more banter or comedy, and maybe you could add that. I'd quite like to see that a little bit more from the the role as well. But I'm actually going to switch reverse it. Oh, and I think you're going to be happy because uh-huh. I'm going to pick Sandra O. Oh. Yeah, right. Yeah, nice. She's, I mean, that was that was who I was thinking, actually, to kind of change it up a bit. Because I think, admittedly, I've not watched the show. Again, don't have time to watch things. But I know she is absolutely fucking phenomenal in Killing Eve. Yeah, right. She is. And I just think, yeah. I mean, Dr. Wu, you don't, you know, change Henry for Henrietta or whatever. But, like, Sandra O oh would be, like, really interesting. Because I feel like the other two, like, not to do a disservice, but I feel like... I think they would so be a bit too comical. Yeah, and like, and I feel like they're not, they're not, the, from what we've seen of them, are they just like for like, they're not really changing up necessarily. Mm. Um, but I feel like Sandra Oh is, you know, there's a chance to do something really interesting. And she is, in Killing Eve, you know, she's, she's very likable, but she's got that edge to her. And, you know, Wu is likeable and affable in all sense, but then turns out to be a bit of a... You know where, where I think she'd be great in this role is with the little argument that the character has with Malcolm when yes. they're talking about yeah. can the female, why the female dinosaurs... I think, she, I, think she would add, I think she would add an extra little bit of snap to that, yeah. that retort. Like I can see that that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, it wouldn't be, it won't be, kind of like, it wouldn't be such a questionable response. It'd be a very... I think she'd snap back and be like, you know... What are you trying to say? Yeah, and is there are that you, element? Are, are, you, are you trying to say that my science is incorrect? You yeah, know? is there like, not, like sexism? Physically annoyed that her science has been questioned by this bloke that deals with chaos. Yeah, is he like mansplaining to her? Yeah, that like exactly he knows that, more like, about her. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, you're not going to do this. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you for a fact that all women just cannot reproduce. Like, yeah, like, it almost like yeah. deserves more. Yeah. I think that's a good show. I think Sandra O's. That's where I'm going with that. Nice. Got no other options. I'm not. I haven't got a Hollywood option. I haven't got a back a rank. Well, I think actually, I think Cho uh, is it Cho? Sorry? John Cho. John Cho yeah. would be the Hollywood option. He's in a lot of Hollywood films. He's he's sort of bankable. Yeah. Very so, nice. Yeah. Ooh, right. yeah. Okay. Sandra O, oh, lock her in. Locked in. Lock her in. Sandra O, oh, welcome. Amazing. Okay, so I think this comes back around to me. Now I think I'm casting. You went with a double. You've got a double hitter, haven't I've you? I've got a double hitter. Yeah. yeah. So I'm casting both the kids. Now I'm assuming. For Timmy, you've recast him as Bruce Banner because that cunt was the fucking Hulk. Really? <laughs> well, what now? No, no. I mean, by a ten thousand volt fence oh, that right. is designed to kit to stop a dinosaur doesn't die in the kitchen. Single handedly holds off a fucking Velociraptor, and then when you get to the security room, neither both 
Um, Alan Grant and Ellie Sadler can't do it together. That's but yet true. he can do it on a fucking limp in a slippy kitchen. He falls on his own in the jeep on his yeah. own and crashes to the bottom, or you know, lands in the tree. This motherfucker is invincible. When they're climbing the dinosaur skeletons at the end, he drops and the skeleton lands, nearly crushing him. But the rib cage like protects him. Yeah, he goes. He's actually, shit, he's actually got. And he's maybe how old? What seven? Yeah, seven. He's seven. got my favourite line in the film. Which is where, like, they get out of the tree and the car crashes. He's like, well, we're back in the car. Oh, no, no, it's at least we're out of the tree. Grant's is like, well, we're at least we're out of the tree. No, no, he says. Yeah, he says, well, at least we're out of the tree. I can't remember who says it now. It's him. Grant says we're out of the tree. He says we're back in the car. Yeah. And Grant says, well, at least we're out of the tree. It's a great little throwaway moment, isn't it? You just get kind of Yeah, he does He does survive a lot of shit, actually. Yeah. 10,000 volts. He should have been dead there and then. I mean, I think he did, in theory, die in the film. He wasn't breathing. And then they brought him back again. That motherfucker should be dead. How is he holding off a velociraptor on his own? He can pronounce gallimimus. He can pronounce gallimimus. No, I mean, yeah, but again, we probably... My, my lad, who's six, can pronounce Gallimimus. He knows more fucking dinosaurs than I do. Let's test to see if he can survive 10,000 volts. <laughs> <laughs> he can be the Timmy. <laughs> I'm passionate. You're a stud. Going back to that, dinosaurs are one of those funny things. And similar with Pokemon, where children oh, seem man. to be able to memorise like, yeah. complicated names and fucking hundreds of them as well. well and recall, a, but a lot of them is in thanks to CBeebies at the moment. Because obviously you've got uh, Andy Day with his oh, yeah, yeah, plethora yeah. of shows and he's got anything he's had his dinosaur adventures, prehistoric adventures. My my lad grew up watching those when you know, when he was that past few years. So he, mm. that's where his dinosaur obsession came from and that's where he's learned a lot of these names from are these shows. I think I would I think I if I had a show like that when I was little, fucking hell it wouldn't be off the T V. Animal Andy. He's like the new Alan Grant in many ways isn't he? Oh maybe Andy Day should be Right, sorry, uh, yeah, yeah. sorry, Hugh Jackman. And yeah, yeah. Hey, you're in. Hustle in it, even. Even Valley. Yeah, he's massive, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's mates with the owner. Is he? Yeah. Okay. He's a nice bloke, apparently. Yeah. Actually, oh, the thing is, though, like, you know what you say about kids learning everything? It's amazing because dinosaurs have obviously a disadvantage over Pokemon, whereas they don't just say their name <laughs> all the time. <laughs> if the T Rex was going, T Rex, T Rex, T Rex, 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 T Rex, <laughs> it'll be really easy to remember them all. What's flapping his tiny arms around it? Right, who, who, who are your kids then? Okay, so yeah, I've got Hammond's grandchildren who are obviously invited to the park. I don't know if you guys remember the little bit of exposition where the mum is apparently going through a divorce. Did you catch that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's part of the reason why Tim and Lex Murphy are invited to spend time at the park and see it and go on the tour and everything. So it's Tim Murphy played by Joseph Mazzello and Lex Murphy played by Ariana Richards. So this is casting... Kids is quite a tough one because mm. like, I don't know a load of child actors. I don't um, really want your Google searches bringing back anything a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but I think like, both both roles are played absolutely brilliantly as well. Going back to the fact that like this is a really difficult film to recast well, um, is because they're played so perfectly. Like Tin's got that really great kind of geekiness. He's obviously really into dinosaurs. Um, Lex has got that. Um, crush on well she's kind of going into teenager isn't she so she's too cool for everything yes and he's got those kind of feelings going on but they both have some really great physical moments as well so like you said Tim goes through the wars like you just said James Um, and Lex gets some great moments as well like sneezed on in the tree 
And that like, ah! where she's running towards the door. And the screaming when they're holding the glass up in the Jeep as well. Oh, like, yeah. Some of the scariest moments. So that's a she really is, scary She's moment. the idiot, though, with the torch. Yes. She's the idiot. Yeah, she's the idiot with the torch. Yeah. Again, another feat of strength in the fucking Jeep holding the pl- It's a fucking T-Rex, man. Reinforced glass, mate. It's plastic. Yeah, but their limbs aren't reinforced. <laughs> <laughs> they are children. They this should is a snap like twigs. <laughs> this is a fucking it's massive bonus. siblings, though, isn't it? When they're working together. <laughs> we <laughs> have the power. <laughs> the so you've cast He-Man and She-Ra. Or <laughs> <laughs> the Wonder Twins. I've got one better. Oh, here we go. So, Tim, and this is where I think maybe in our making this film, I know you said a lot of the budget had to go. I can remember you said that you said a lot of the budget might need to go on this. Well, I'm sorry, but a lot of the budget is going to need to go on making this <laughs> work. So my Tim Murphy is Michael Sarah. <laughs> what? Wow. Because Michael Sarah, kind of like post super bad, kind of Michael Sarah, so peak Michael Sarah. So we're yeah. a- we're, in- we're aging the character. No. No. So we're going to just, it's Michael Sarah in like kids' shorts, uniform, backpack. Post super bad where he's a teenager. Yeah, but through kind of um, genetic manipulation. Through CGI. <laughs> hey, if they can make fucking dinosaurs. So there's going to have to be CGI. There's going to have to be, I think the whole Jeep scene is going to cost a load of fucking money because you're going to need like different sized Jeeps to make, they're going to have to build a giant Jeep. So Michael Sarah <laughs> looks like a seven year old boy. Well, yeah, but you think especially we're putting fucking. What's his chops in there as well? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're putting... We're putting Stephen Merchant. If he's in there, been the fucking... <laughs> no, he's not. Jesus. <laughs> if he was going to be in there, that's a fucking big cheap. Do you know what, though? Actually, if we put Stephen Merchant and Michael Sarah, let's just scale everyone up. We well, we wouldn't have to then, yeah. Stephen Merchant and Michael Sarah, that would kind of... You could that's just right, yeah. Can you? So, so, right, okay. I mean, I, I like... I like... I like him as an actor. Yeah. I think he would work. I... I... I mean, I, I can't go. Like, are we getting like peak Michael Sarah, but when he's like ten years old? No, just Michael Sarah playing a seven-year-old boy. <laughs> that, that's a really disturbing. So is that okay? That's okay. That's more disturbing. So we're talking like peak Michael Sarah with CGI. the mentality of a seven-year-old boy. Yeah. Or a seven-year-old. It's a fucking stretch. I don't think it is. It's a seven-year-old boy with the mentality of Michael Sarah. I think is actually what we're going with. (laughs) All right, who have you got for Lexi? Because it's got to be someone to play off against this monster. (laughs) Here we go. This was another really tough one. Here we go. But I think I've absolutely nailed it to work. We'll we'll, we'll be the judge of that. Like Dame Judi Dench. (laughs) 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 But played by like a (laughs) twelve-year-old. My Lex Murphy is Michael Cera. <laughs> right now, I know you've been you've, you've in been, th- in you've a been career thinking defining performance, double performance. Right now, I know you've been thinking Michael far Sarah too much about Emily Blunt to have come up with fucking Michael Cera for both. He's playing both Tim and Lex Murphy. Right. Just picture for a second. Right? I, do got, I don't want to picture it. Seven-year-old Michael Cera is Tim. Yeah, you've got. Like just looking like a schoolboy, which he kind of does already. I think super bad Michael Sarah already looks like a schoolboy. <laughs> yeah. And you've got also Michael Sarah, blonde wig. <laughs> Can you imagine? I think you'd be an attractive together? girl. I'm not gonna lie. I think. I think like, wow. Can you imagine their scenes together? No. Uh, 
Can you Actually, imagine, can you imagine the jelly scene? Just, just, just that scene. <laughs> and with it's sliding it. together and it turns to... Velociraptors coming in. Are you in? <laughs> I'd say let the fucking raptors eat that mess. That's a scary <laughs> ass. That's scary. I, I, can't, I can't deny that that is a Sarah recast. Michael Sarah in the kitchen trying to pull another thing. Michael yeah. Sarah flirting with um, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then Michael Sarah also talking about the book to Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just flirting with him as like both characters. And then just straight up giving up and just digging out like, oh, this, this book was twice the size of your book. Yeah. Supposed to sleep on him in the helicopter at the end. It's just Michael Sarah. <laughs> That is terrifying. That's horrific. Is that what your, have you done to this film? Is that your dark horse pick? Is that uh, your Hollywood pick? <laughs> <laughs> and your pick as well. Yeah. That's it. You got no one You've else. You've got nothing else. No. You don't need it. You don't need oh, it. Exactly. This Why film is going to give us Michael Sarah so. in two roles. Emily Blunt with Bob Peck's eyes. It's 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 got everything. Wow. I mean. You just gotta wait until my next one. Oh God, go on then. <laughs> it doesn't get much better because so we are. That, we're, I think we're, so. That's locked in. That's locked in. Locked in. Double Michael Sarah. Double Michael Sarah. I mean, Mug, I suppose, Mugrad kids. I suppose I may as well just rip off the bandit then, aren't I? Yeah. I think who, this is so our last cast. Who, is so this? Mr. Arnold, as we know, played phenomenally by Sam Samuel Jackson. Don't recast. Don't, don't recast. Don't but recast but I'm gonna. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm just ripping it off. He's gonna be Ice Cube. Oh, I feel like at the start of this podcast, people might have started listening, thinking, "Oh, these guys might have some some really sensible picks. They might this film might even possibly been better." Oh, we've already jumped the shark. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got two other names I was considering. I was considering Jamie Fox. Yeah, oh, I mean that's that's a that's a really good chance. And um, the yeah. other role, the other one, that was the the other name was Anthony Mackie. No, yeah, this was yeah. the role. But, you know, I, I, I mean, if we're going double, I do like Sarah, ice. I do like ice. Please, goddammit! That's going to be important. We're going double Michael Sarah. Fuck it, we're going Ice Cube. I love Ice Cube. <laughs> that's a that's a great show. Yeah, how would Ice Cube feel like? If you're even suggesting I try and do an impression. I'm going to stop you now. So apparently, in originally, um, he was offered the role, but he turned it down. No, that would be amazing. <laughs> and how did they not give it to him? It was going to be Vanilla Ice. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were like someone with ice in his name. <laughs> <laughs> he was meant to have a longer uh, chase and death scene where he's chased down like the computer corridors and stuff and killed, but it was. I think I'd ruin. I think I'd ruin it. Yeah. Well, the only thing I didn't get is I couldn't quite figure out that when he leaves, like the control room, and how his arm ends up in behind the door where they've got yeah. to reset the thingies. I couldn't. I couldn't remember a bit where he was like, "I'm just gonna." I've seen a bit. Of going to... He does say that. Yeah, he does say. He does say. I know where to go. Yeah, he's like, like, "Give me do. three oh, minutes. Give me three minutes." Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's only a little walk. Uh, they say it's a small walk. I, I'll be back in five minutes. But the thing, right. the thing is that if you put that scene in where you see him die, there's no tension of what happens to him. It's just another yeah death scene. You had to have something to mix it up. Like we've seen what happened to Nedry. We've seen Muldoon at that point. Not yet. No, like no, you yeah. need. Yeah, it couldn't just be like another. They've got here. No, I think the, the only way you'd possibly have tension is by not showing the raptor. You would just see him running away from something. But 
I think by that point you would know what's chasing but your him. Mind, your mind, your mind knows what's chasing him because they would no doubt play the noise of the raptor. But, but also, well, yeah. if, if yeah. you show him... Because when Ellie and Muldoon go out to find him is where the reveal of the raptors are out happens. Yes. yes. So if you play his death, you know the raptors are out. If you play his death after that, yeah. then it's happened like too soon after they've gone for him. So what was he doing in that whole time to make them then go for him? I do feel like they missed a trick when the arm appears on Ellie Sutter's shoulder. It should have been Michael Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Plays the arm. <laughs> No, and she kind of like holds on to it, doesn't she? She's like, oh, yeah. Dr. Arnold pulls it down. It's a severed arm. I do feel like they missed a trick there where she could have used the arm as a club of some kind. <laughs> or, or a bait to throw it away. Just like, yeah, go! See, I, I feel like in your version, though, with, with Ice Cube, he then comes out, grabs the arm and just sticks it back on and goes back <laughs> with it. He, he's fine. Yeah. He's like, he's oh, looking for that. <laughs> He's on, the, he's on the helicopter at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like pushing one of the Michael Sarahs off the helicopter to make sure he's got space. Make room, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> These are awful, awful Ice Cube impressions. Yeah. Ice Cube? Ice Tea? What ice are they cube. Ice, cube. ice Cube. Who's Ice Tea? Is he a thing? That's a drink. That's a drink. <laughs> ice Tea is also a rapper. Ice Tea's a rapper, right? Yeah. Ice, yeah. Ice Cube would definitely be better than... Ice tea. Ice tea. <laughs> <laughs> or ice. Or Michael Sarah. <laughs> I don't know about better than Michael Sarah. <laughs> Alright. Ice, ice Cube. Yeah, definitely. Oh, so chain smoking Ice Cube. Yes. Locked in. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So there's, I have to double Michael Sarah. There's only one way we can go with it, and that's up. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's right. good. So, that's so it. is that it? That's so everyone. That's everyone. We've recasted Jurassic Park. Should we run it down? Run down where we end? Uh, Alan Grant is now Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Dennis Nedry is Jack Black. Strong. Henry Wu is Sandra O. That's good. Ray Arnold is now Ice Cube. Nice. (laughs) We've got Ian Malcolm is now Tika Waititi. That's a great one. We've got John Hammond is now Michael Kay. What uh, was it going to be? It was, I was thinking Ken Watanabe. Fuck that, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's... I got an idea. Dinosaur Park, right? <laughs> I spelled no expense. Um, and then, finally, Robert Muldoon, Michael Fassbender. That's a great one. I feel like, I feel like out of the three of us, I haven't got any um, out there picks. <laughs> no. I think, obviously, well, we know what... Now we just need to be reminded of Nick's monster. Yeah, come on, Nick. What have you got? So Dr. Ellie Sattler is now played by Emily Blunt. I mean, that is great. That is a great choice. Great choice. Uh, Donald Gennaro is played by Frankie Monaro. No, I'm joking. He's played (laughs) by Martin Ferrero. No, wait, that's who played it originally. He's played by Paul Dano. I mean, that's great as well. This cast is is fucking stacked. I mean, I'm taking a word on it. He's good. He's good, (laughs) trust me. Yeah, watch There Will Be Blood. I mean, set aside like four hours of your life. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, Daniel Day Lewis played any of these roles. All of them. Yeah, yeah the, the kids. Time. The yeah, kids. Apart yeah. From the kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, fuck it. He's, uh, yeah, he's played then, a guy that that had one foot. He could play a guy with one arm missing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in a career-defining performance, Tim Murphy and Lex Murphy are played both by Michael Sarah. <laughs> 
What have you done? What have you done? It's not on a dinosaur. We're not not doing animatronics for my Coursera. What have you done? I mean, we've... What a casserole that is. That is, that is. I feel like it's great, but there's a few burnt crusts <laughs> on the edge there. Just just a few? <laughs> that is, that is the film cast. I enjoyed our first casserole. I did as well, I did as well. Now, I mean, normally, at the, the back end of these, we would maybe do, like, some uh, film trivia or some stuff that like people have sent in, but obviously no well, one sent them in yet. I actually have a question for you two guys. Oh, is it? Who is Sandra O? <laughs> <laughs> so, multiple times during this recasting, we have used the word iconic. Cool. What, to you, is more iconic to Jurassic Park? Mm. The T-Rex Ooh. or the Velociraptor? Ooh. I thought you'd say with the music. I have to be honest, and that was a really tough one, but this is interesting. Um, I've got to say T-Rex. Yeah. Purely for the reason that it's on, it's like on the front screen, the marketing for the film, it's the first big dinosaur that you, it's not the first big society, it's the first kind of dangerous, really dangerous dinosaur that you really see. And obviously it's, it's the last dinosaur you see. It's the he does that one. And when that banner comes down, when dinosaurs ruled the earth, like, that's so iconic. So for me, it's the two rings. It's interesting. Because the Velocir- obviously the Velociraptor plays a role in every film. Uh, yeah, okay, maybe. I, I See, it's difficult because my initial thought was the T-Rex. Mm. I mean, the T-Rex is possibly the most iconic dinosaur full stop. Yeah. Not talking about yeah. films like... Mm. Of course, you, you say you say to a child named a dinosaur, and the first one out of their mouth is probably T. Rex. Yeah, yeah, I mean definitely. But probably. I think I think actually a bigger impact on the film could potentially be the raptors. Mm. I mean, like I don't know whether I'm just being devil's advocate or being a contrarian, but that obviously you've you've got the whole clever girl bit where they ambush. The very first skeleton you see, I know that on the packaging, obviously, it's the T-Rex, but the skeleton they're uncovering is a raptor. They're in the very first scene, although you don't see them directly. That sound is there. They are are almost the big bad, even though Mm. they're the big one. Mm. And then, obviously, that whole scene in, you know, that, I mean, that, like... Terrifying kitchen scene. That kitchen scene where it stops and there's that click, click. With its parts of this film are almost like a, a good horror film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, so I, when I watched that back the back of the weekend, I got to that kitchen scene. It's just fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just 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 to make you have to do the deciding vote, I'm going to go for a Velociraptor. See, my gut was Velociraptor. Really? Ooh, Even though the T Rex is obviously the, the, the icon and it's, it was the big toy back in the day. Yeah, my gut says Velociraptors are the more iconic dinosaur. Because they are, they are, they were, they're a more constant threat. Do you know what I feel? The reason I feel like they, they are the one is because I think before Jurassic Park, everyone knew T Rex. It got bigger because of Jurassic Park, but people still knew T Rex. But I didn't know what Velociraptors were until Jurassic Park, and then after that, I fucking knew what Velociraptors mm. were. You know, yeah. mm. agree. So I'm, I'm going with the Raptors. Yeah. Mm. Raptors, it is. I, 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 my gut said raptors when I, when I was when I posed this question. It's a good one. Oh it's man, good. what a great film! It is. It is a great film, 
And let's just say right now, it should definitely not be recast. Especially, <laughs> especially with, not with Michael Sarah. <laughs> Please leave it alone. Um, yeah, I mean... I think with that, that's... That's the that's first one in the bag. Thank you for listening. You'll be able to find Caster on all major streaming platforms, including Spotify and Apple Music, where you'll be able to subscribe and leave us five stars. With any feedback that you may have, good or bad, we are open to all suggestions because we want to put out the best product that we can. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at CasterallPod. And while you're there, maybe tell us what you think about our recasting. You can also contact us via email, CasterallPod at gmail.com, with any questions you may have and suggestions for any future films that you would like us to recast. So until next time, bye from me. Adieu. Cheers. Movie Casterall, Casterall.